praise the Lord. Worship you, Jesus. Glory be to your holy name. We thank you for your presence. Come on, lift up your voice and worship him in this place.
to you, Lord, I sing. Hallelujah. You mean more than the world. You mean more than the world. Oh, to me. Oh, to me. Oh, to you. You mean more than the world to me. Oh, to me. Hallelujah to me. Oh, to one more time, you mean more than the world. Ah, to me, oh, to me, oh, to me, you mean more than the world. Oh, to me, oh, to me, ah, to, oh, you mean more than the world. To me, oh, to me, oh, to you, you've been more than the world to me, ah, to me, oh, to me, to me, hallelujah, glory to your holy name, Jesus, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, Santo Cobo Shoko Son Televelegadish. Shout glory. As a shout glory. As a shout glory. Praise the Lord. How many of you believe that? Christ Jesus means more than the world to us. Oh, shout glory. glory. We are welcome to today's Ask Pastor Prince Life. And you are going to be answering questions wherever you are. I want you to get yourself ready. Wherever you are, I want you to just pray. Thank the Lord for today, for the blessings of this day. The blessings of His Word. And prepare your heart, even as you receive the word. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Wherever you are, just lift up your voice.
There is none like you, Lord. There is none that can be compared unto you. Oh, we love you, Father. We love you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your life. Thank you for your gift. Oh, thank you for your wisdom. Oh, 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 We give glory to the Lord. Oh, we give glory. We give glory to the it's time for the word and wherever you are if you are joining us I want to thank you very much for joining us today and I want you to invite your friends share the page with your friends, with your loved ones, with your siblings, with your workers, tell them to join us. Their life will never remain the same again. Amen. Amen. So share the page right now and comment. Let us know you are there, you are online and get ready for a move of the word. Amen. Amen. Come on, shout powerful. powerful. Shout glory. glory. I say shout glory. We open our Bible to Colossians, Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. Before we go into entering, I just want to give you a short exhortation from the word so that we enter into a lot of questions, a lot of questions we have to answer. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you are born again, it's a great privilege yes, to be a partaker of this grace. The grace of the Lord Jesus. 
Amen. Amen. The word of God forms a very important aspect of our life. If you are born again, the word of God forms a very important aspect of your life. You cannot be born again without the word of God. You cannot be born again without the word of God. And when you are born again, you cannot live the born again life without the word of God. The scripture says that being born again is not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed. It is by the word of God that lives and abides forever. So we are born by the word of God that lives and by the word of God that abides forever. That means that the word of God lives forever and the word of God abides forever. So any other thing you see in the world does not live forever. And any other thing you see in the world does not abide forever. All the great musicians that you see, they don't live forever. Their songs don't live forever. All the movies and the movie producers that you see, they don't live forever. They don't abide forever. All the nations that you see, these nations don't live forever. All the nations, all the kingdoms that you see in the world. We can mention some of the nations in this world. They don't live forever. And they don't abide forever. There have been kingdoms, when you study history, you see kingdoms upon kingdoms that has collapsed. Men who came and looked like they would never they would never leave this world have left and is left with their bones in the grave. Their theories and their ideologies never lived forever. Come shout glory. But the scriptures teaches us that the word lives forever and the word abides forever. Now one of the greatest privileges you can have is to entrust your life with what lives forever and what abides forever. You can entrust your life with a lot of things. Those things are fleeting. Those things are passing away. Those things are transient. They don't live forever. But the word of God lives forever. Come on, shout glory. glory. And abides forever. So it says that being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed. So we are not born of a corruptible seed. Amen. Amen. When you are born again, you are born of an incorruptible seed. That incorruptible seed is an incorruptible life. This is we are born by a life that does not fade away. That does not die away. That does not collapse with time. A life. It says that life is founded in the word of God. So being born again. Are you born again? It's being born again not of corruptible seed. So the Christian is not fleeting. The Christian is living forever. Because he doesn't, he is not born. See, when we say you live forever, come on, is that not powerful? powerful. So being born again, not of a corruptible life. 
not of a corruptible sperm, not of a corruptible seed, but of an incorruptible seed, an incorruptible life. That means that it's talking about a life that is not subject to corruption. When the scriptures talk about corruption, it's talking about death. It's talking about death. Spiritual death. Anything you see in this world is subject to spiritual death. The only people, only persons that are not subject to spiritual death are Christians. Because they are born of an incorruptible sperm and life. The life of God. It says this life is found in the word. So being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed. It says through the word of God. How? Through the word of God that lives and abides forever. So we are born through the word. And the word is an incorruptible word. It's an incorruptible sperm. It's an incorruptible life. Come on, shout glory. glory. And that is the Christian. The Christian is not somebody who dies. The Christian is somebody who lives. And lives on. After this world. Did you hear what I said? Amen. Amen. Why? Because his life. He receives this life through the word of God. When that life comes into your spirit, you have received what the scriptures call eternal life through the word of God. You are born into eternity. You have become an associate of eternity. You have become associated with eternity through eternal life, which comes from the word of God. Is that powerful? So you are living on in fact, you are too big for this world. That is why you depart. Because the whole world is subject to spiritual death. And all the things we see in this world is temporal. Everything you see around you is temporal. The only thing or person you see around you that is not temporal is the Christian. Did you just hear, hear what I said? If you heard that, you have shout Glory. So it's important you are founded on the word of God which is eternal, which abides. It's important your business is founded on the word of God which abides. It's important that your finances is founded on the word of God which abides. It's important that your family is founded on the word of God which abides. When your business is founded on the word of God which abides forever and that leaves, that business will leave. And that business will abide. Did you hear what I just said? Yes, sir. Shout glory. glory. It is for this cause we also, Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. Since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled. And this is Paul the Apostle speaking to the church, the Colossian church. It is for this cause we also since the day we heard that you have been born again, that we do not cease to pray for you. Today we pray all kinds of prayers. And most prayers are not answered because they are prayers born out of ignorance. Paul said, I pray. I do not cease to pray for you. So as the man of God praying for the church, he did not cease to pray for them. Is that not powerful? And it, this is the content. Are you guys here? Yes, 
This is the content of his prayers. That we do not cease to pray for you and to desire. So his desire through prayers was that his church or the church of Jesus Christ will be filled or might be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So he was praying that the church would be filled with knowledge. But not any kind of knowledge, but the knowledge of God's will. The knowledge of his will. So we can be filled with the knowledge of God's will. Do you hear what I just said? The Christian can be filled with the knowledge of God's will. And the Christian must be filled with the knowledge of God's will. Because if the Christian is not filled with the knowledge of God's will, he wouldn't be able to live according to God's will. He needs knowledge. If you are born again, what you need next is knowledge. And not any knowledge, but the knowledge of God's will. Glory. The knowledge of God's will. What is the knowledge of God's will? The knowledge that talks about God's plans, His purpose, His provisions, His four thoughts concerning Christ and concerning the church of Christ. Amen. Amen. There is the knowledge of the law of Moses. That knowledge concerns the laws that were given to Moses to be presented to the Israelites. There is the knowledge of the Psalms. There is the knowledge of the prophets. There is the knowledge of the priests. That powerful. But then there is the knowledge of God's will. Because God's will could not be discovered in the Old Testament. God's will could not be discovered in the Old Testament. God's will could not be revealed in the Old Testament. His will has been revealed. His will was revealed through Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus is the will of God. So when Paul says, I pray that you've been born again into the family, but I'm praying and I desire, I do what? So the man of God's desire, his desire, was for the church of Jesus Christ to be filled with the knowledge of God's will. God's will is Christ. Come on, write it down, it's very important. So God's will equals Christ. Christ is God's will. Is that not powerful? Christ Jesus said, if I, I tell you earthly things and you do not understand, says, what will happen if I tell you of heavenly things? Amen. Amen. So God's will is Christ. So when he says the knowledge of God's will, it's only the knowledge that concerns Christ. The knowledge that concerns the person of Christ. The person of Christ is the will of the Father. Christ is the will and the center of God's plan. Every plan you see before Christ and all that was not the center of God's will. Was not the center of God's plan. Did you hear what I just said? So Christ Jesus is the center of God's will. God's will revolves around Christ. God's will revolves around one person called Christ. 
And God's will is revealed by that one person called Christ. So the knowledge of God's will is the knowledge of Christ and the church. And we cannot talk about Christ without talking about his church. <clears throat> Come on, shout glory. glory. Can you give me a better volume? Come on, shout glory. glory. So we cannot talk about Christ without talking about his church. So when you are born again, you are a member of the church. You belong to the church. You are a member of his body. So Paul, by revelation, knows that because when you are born again, you are a part of, of Christ, you need the knowledge of him. So he prays and he desires. Now, someone asked me why 95% of Christians don't receive answers to their prayers. And why 95% of Christians don't see the manifestation of God's glory is because 95% of Christians don't have the knowledge of Christ, who is God's glory. 95% don't have the knowledge of Christ, who is God's will. Now, when you don't have the knowledge of the will of a person, how do you experience his glory? Is that true? So he was praying and desiring that we be filled so a man can be filled with the knowledge of God's will. A Christian can be filled. Say, I can be filled. Or say it as you mean it. Say, I can be filled. And I am being filled right now. With the knowledge. Say knowledge. Say knowledge. So you can see Christ Jesus in a vision. It doesn't mean that you have knowledge of Christ Jesus. You can be transported to go to heaven. To see how heaven looks like. And talk about it. It doesn't mean you have the knowledge of God's will. There is the knowledge. It, it is a knowledge. It's a revealed knowledge. You hear what I'm saying? Of the person of Christ. Who is Christ? You understand? Who is Christ? So it's the knowledge of the person called Christ. That we, that Paul was praying that the church should be filled with. So many Christians are living a defeated life and all kinds of things are happening around them because they do not have this knowledge and because we have not prayed this kind of prayer for them. We have prayed for them to receive things. Amen. Amen. We've prayed for them to receive things. But we've not prayed for them to receive the knowledge of God's will. It is the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. The knowledge of God's will. So when you have the knowledge of God's will, you need to have it in all wisdom. It's called spiritual wisdom. It's called divine wisdom. And spiritual understanding. Is that not powerful? Yes, Knowing who Christ is to you. Personally. When you are born again. Through the word of God. Not through a vision. Through the word of God. Knowing what the word of God has said. Concerning Christ. Knowing what the word of God has said. Concerning this Christ. Who he is. What he can do. What he has. His fellowship with the Father. 
He says, having that kind of knowledge as a Christian, when you have that kind of knowledge, your Christian life becomes effective. You can function. But when you get to know about Christ, then you will get to know about you. Because you see, you do not live unto yourself. You live unto Christ. So when you know what concerns Christ, you would know how to live unto Christ. Is that true? So Christianity is not about do and don'ts. Christianity is about knowledge. Your effectiveness as a Christian is not about your ordination. Your effectiveness as a Christian is not about your denomination. Your effectiveness as a Christian is about your knowledge of God's will. And God's will equals Christ. So that your knowledge of the person of Christ makes you an effective Christian. You cannot challenge the devil and tell him to, to go off if you don't know about Christ. Is that true or false? You cannot have the health and the healings of God working in your life if you do not know about Christ. And I'm not saying knowing about him. I'm talking about the knowledge that concerns him. Revealed in the New Testament for us. Yes, sir. Shout powerful. powerful sir. So it says that with the knowledge of his will, in all wisdom, the word wisdom there means in all insight. Wisdom is insight into God. It means having the ability to see into the person of God. Who is God? You have been preaching about God. Who is he? Many preachers don't know who God is. Because many preachers don't know who Christ is. You cannot know who God is without Christ. So you don't know who God is because you had a vision about God. <laughs> you don't know who, how, how hell is because you had a vision about hell. You can know how hell is because the word of God has said something concerning hell. So these things about visions concerning God doesn't describe God to the church. We all have had visions of Christ Jesus. We have seen him. But we couldn't explain the knowledge of him by seeing him. We can only explain the knowledge of Jesus Christ by revelation of scriptures. Is that true? Come on, shout glory. Glory. Is that not powerful? It's powerful. Oh. Many Christians have received prophecies that have not come to pass because they do not have the knowledge of God's will. When you receive prophecies that you become a billionaire, God will lift you. You have businesses in Japan and Korea. And you do not have the knowledge of God's will. That, that, that prophecy will be held until you receive that knowledge. Because that business, you wouldn't know what to do with the business when it begins to work for you. When the prophecy begins to work, you wouldn't know what to do. You will live to fulfill your selfish desires because you do not have the knowledge of God's will. Do you catch what I'm saying? When your marriage is not founded in the knowledge of God's will, it will be full of selfishness. <laughs> 
Did you hear what I said? Yes, when your finances as a Christian, and that's why it's very important. So the reasons for certain kinds of not happening, say not happening. Not happening. Sometimes it's not the devil. Most of the times, the devil can't stop your progress. You can stop the devil, you the Christian. So he's not the problem. Is it the problem? Because no. you can stop him. What you can stop is never a problem to you. Is that true? Who you can resist is not a problem to you. It cannot be a problem. The prophecies you received is not a problem. The prophet who prophesied is not a problem. The vision you had concerning your business is not a problem. Oh God, why am I not seeing this vision? You spoke to me. The problem is that you don't have the knowledge of Christ. Come on, shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because when you have the knowledge of Christ, your inspiration will be based on that knowledge. Your motivation will be based on that knowledge. So whatever you will do will be regulated by that knowledge. In fact, whilst you want to see manifestation of some kind of millions of dollars, that kind of manifestation you want to see is motivated by this knowledge. You are inspired by this knowledge. Did you hear what I just said? When your inspiration is from that your friend who you think has become successful and what you are doing is based on that inspiration your focus, your pursuit is based on that inspiration that you are receiving from that your friend that you think is successful, you cannot see the manifestation of what God has said. Come on, shout glory. So if you want to see the manifestation of what God has said, what you should pursue first and foremost is the knowledge of his will. Not a year and amen to that. Amen. See, what we share here, we are giving you the keys to your life. Amen. amen. Don't wait for somebody. Receive your own keys. Receive your own keys. I'm telling you why Christians all over the world are suffering. Most of them don't understand God. Because most of them don't understand Christ. And because most of them don't understand the knowledge of Christ. Shout glory. glory. Is that not powerful? It's powerful sir. Say powerful. powerful. Oh, Shabalata Satan. Mangosh Mentokosata Mengoska Ancient words Ever to Changing me And changing you We have come With open hearts Ancient words Now listen he said that you might be filled with the knowledge of God's will in insight 
spiritual understanding. So what we are sharing with you is not just a theology. When we teach the word of God to you, we are bringing to you the knowledge of God's will. When you receive the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, insight into Christ is insight or insight into Christ equals insight into you. How can you live a victorious life as a Christian? Is it possible to live a victorious life? Yes. Is it possible to not to be afraid of any demon or anything about to happen? Yes. It's possible. Is that how you are living? That's the question. You should ask yourself even as I'm speaking right now. Am I living the Christian life? Am I walking in the knowledge of God's will? Do I live in fear? The fear of, that my business will collapse. The fear that my finances collapse. The fear that my marriage will collapse. Am I living in that kind of fear? The fear that my health will collapse. The fear that a demon will, can do something against me. The fear of witches and witch doctors. Am I living in that kind of fear as a Christian? If I'm living in that kind of fear, then I have not received this knowledge, even though I'm born again. The knowledge of God's will dissolves all those fears. The knowledge of Christ dissolves every doubt. The knowledge of Christ. Because the knowledge of Christ shows you the knowledge, it's the knowledge of yourself, your worth in Christ. W-O-R-U-T-H Your worth Your value in Christ Your worth in the sight of God Your value in the sight of God Come on shout glory When you discover your worth In the sight of God In Christ Jesus You will not be afraid Did you hear what I just said? Not afraid that you will not be successful in life. Not afraid that you will not achieve your goals in life. Not afraid. Paul said, being confident of this very thing. Paul was speaking to the church. He's gone to trials from prisons to prisons. From persecutions to persecutions. From beatings to beatings. Commandos attire. Yet you know what he said. He said being confident of this very thing. What are you confident of? He says being confident of this very thing. That he who has begun a good work with me. Or with you. They shall perform the good work. Until the day of Jesus Christ. His confidence. Was as a result of his knowledge. His confidence in Christ. Was as a result of his knowledge. Of Christ. Did you hear what I just said? He was not fearful. Fear of failure. Many Christians are afraid of failure. They live in fear of failure. 
They live in fear of defeat. Will we ever make it in life? When you got born again, you made it. You did what I just said. When you got born again, you made it. It is the manifestation of that made that you are after through knowledge. Amen. Amen. God describes who you are by who Christ is. God describes what you can do and have and fulfill by what Christ can do, have and fulfill. But how will you know what you can do and what you can fulfill if you don't know this Christ or you don't have knowledge of him? That is why men are taking advantage of men. And many men are taking advantage of many Christians. Is that true or false? The one who has knowledge cannot say nothing is happening in my life. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by nothing is happening in my life? You know what I just said? Where did you get it from? Nothing is happening in your life. Where are you looking at? Because you are looking at your present circumstance. You are not looking at the knowledge of Christ. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. Is somebody looking at his present circumstance? That is why he is saying that nothing is working. Paul, the same Paul said, I've learned in whatever situation I find myself to be independent of circumstance. That means to be able to separate myself from the circumstance. Many Christians have attached their circumstance to them. I was born in this home. My business does not work. My money is draining. My marriage is failing. Your situation has become a part of you. It is your problem. It is what? Your situation. Why is that so? Because you don't know who you are. When you know who you are, your situation becomes different from you. You know yourself by Christ. And you know your situations by situations. Then by your knowledge of your identity and your identification with Christ, your oneness with Christ, you can now address the situation. You can't change the situation, a situation that you are so attached to. Just like you can't change a relationship that you are attached to. Now you go, I've gotten blessed just these few minutes. So you want to move from where you are to where you want to be. Receive the knowledge of God's will. You did what I just said. Oh, Shamalango. Are you, are you catching something? Are you catching something? And this is what many Christians must have. Many Christians. If 95% of Christians receive this knowledge I teach, their world will be a marvel. In fact, don't you understand what the Bible says? It says those people who have turned the world upside down have come here also. So we will be, the world will be full of people who turn the world upside down. 
the, to turn the world upside down means that to take what is happening in the world and change it. To change it. Mandos kapalataya. When they are all expecting you to die and you leave. You change the verdicts of men. You change the expectations of men. When they all see you in a particular way. That you are failing. You will fail. Yet the knowledge of Christ has so much programmed you. Or you have so much programmed yourself with the knowledge of God's will. In wisdom and spiritual understanding. Your meaning to life is not in accordance with what the world says. Your meaning to life is consistent with the word of Christ. Is that true? You understand life from the perspective of Christ. That is why the world does not understand us. It says, behold, what manner of man the father has. That one of love the Father has bestowed upon us is that we should be called the sons of God. It is because of that the world does not know us because the world knew him not. So the world did not know Christ and the world cannot understand us. So when the world understands you, there is a problem. But the world understands a lot of Christians because a lot of Christians are regulated by the world. Not by the word. Not by God's will. John speaking says that they are of the world. He says therefore they speak of the world. And the world hears them. Then says but we are of God. And so we speak of God. And God's people hear us. Is that true? So they are of the world. And the world hears them. But we are of God. And we speak of God. But how can you speak of God if you don't know Him? How can you speak of God? When you say you are speaking of God, you are speaking from the standpoint of God. You are not speaking of God like I'm talking about God. You are speaking from His perspective. Did you hear what I said? You are speaking from God's perspective. What is God's perspective concerning that sickness? What is his perspective? What is God's perspective concerning that business? What is his will in the word? What is what? His will in the word. Concerning that business and marriage. Is that strange? Shout glory. glory. Most Christians are born again and they are living a worldly kind of life. Most Christians are born again and they are living any kind of life. If you are watching me or you have friends, tell them to join. When you finish, ask your friend who goes to that particular church that what kind of life is he living? Ask him, say, what is the Christian life? Ask him, say, who are you? You are a Christian. You go to church. Who are you? You will be shocked. These people are the ones praying. 95 of them. 
in prayer meetings and yet not receive. Do you hear what I just said? Why am I saying all of these things? This is Colossians. If you just joined us, we are talking about Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. The knowledge of God's will. That Paul was praying and desiring to earnestly desire. He was desiring this knowledge for the church. He was desiring this knowledge for the church and praying according to him. I do not cease to pray for you. So he was making this prayer ceaselessly for the church. Desiring. Because he knew that you can it it was this Paul that the Bible says that aprons and handkerchiefs came in contact with his body and men were healed. It was this Paul that started preaching somewhere and preached and taught and preached and taught and taught the word of God to the point where one person who was watching he taught throughout the night. We can teach throughout the night. We are used to organizing all night prayers. But Paul organized all night teachings and taught the church there are things that cannot come near my doorstep. There are, there are demons who know we don't pass here. We pass here. When they see you coming, they say, we pass here. Demons, evil spirits, they pass here. They see you and they pass here. There are witches who see you and they pass here. That is what I'm talking about. By your knowledge. Not because somebody anointed you. Do you, do you understand what the Bible says? Paul taught and taught and taught all night. Until one young boy who was sitting down dozing off. Because he was tired of the word. Full of the word. Fell down and died. The guy was sleeping and died. So it's, not, it's normal when people sleep in church. Even Paul had it. Amen. Amen. And died. And this Paul put the Bible down and went back to the boy who had died. Eutychus by name. And laid on this young boy. And the guy came back to life. It was this Paul that was in a voyage. And the voyage seemed to be deadly. And the sailors were confused. All of them confused as a prisoner. Full of God's word as a prisoner of the gospel. Paul. And was there when the angel of the Lord came to him. Was he a sailor? Was a preacher in prison? Being transported to another place. Yet the angel of the Lord came to Paul. And said, Paul, do not be afraid. For the Lord has given to you all the people that you are in this journey with. As long as Paul was in that shape, no one could die. Mm. Mm. Think about it. 
as long as he was in that ship, none of the prisoners could die. The angel came to tell him that. And it did it happen? It did happen. It is that kind of experience that Paul had. And that kind of experience he wants the Christian to have. And desired for these Christians to be filled with the knowledge of God's will. He says, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Full of the knowledge of God's will. Independent of circumstances. He says, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Come on, shout glory. Glory. Is that not powerful? So he was praying and desiring that they be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. It was Paul who said that for I have run the race. Did he say that? I have fought a good fight. I have run the race. I have finished the course that is set before me. How come he was able to say that? Because he knew what he was doing. Until you know what you are doing as a Christian, your Christian life will not be fruitful. You will not be a productive Christian until you know what you are doing. How do you know what you are doing through the knowledge of God's will? You don't read what the demon said? They said, Paul, we know that's why I said that there are witches who pass by their left side when they see you coming. There are, there are sorcerers who pass by the left side when they see you coming. You know what I said? There are demons, evil spirits, who pass by the left side when they see you, your business is there. Is that true? The demons, when the sons of Skiva went to cast out demons and they had no knowledge, they had no light. They were not even born again. They just loved the fact that Paul was casting out demons and they went to do the same. And the demons raped them. And the demons themselves confessed. They made confessions about Paul the apostle. This man who said was desiring for knowledge. This man The demons confessed. They said, Paul, we know. The demons told the sons of Sceva that as for Paul, we know Paul. As for Jesus, we know Jesus. So even if the sons of Sceva are not said, in the name of Jesus, we go. And they are said, in the name of Paul, go. The demons would have left. Because the demons had come to recognize the man with knowledge. Why are Christians going from place to place that is my worry. Why are they going from place to place? Because they don't have the knowledge of Christ in them. Why are you giving up so soon? You're a Christian. You've given up. You are tired of life. Things are too difficult for you. How do you expect the things to be easy for you? Tell me. How do you expect things to be easy for you? 
Have you ever seen a person entering through a door without a key? When you reach the door and you shake it and it doesn't open, it is difficult. Why won't it be difficult to open? Will it be difficult to open? You know what I just said? You reach your gate or your door. The door in front where you are, your door. Without key. The door is locked and you don't have keys. And you are trying to enter and it's not entering. And so I don't know why the door will not open. Will you say that? If you say that because you are ignorant. Because you don't have the keys to the door. What you need to open the door easily is the keys or the key. You need those keys. When you leave the keys behind and you say that because I've got into my house, I can just gain entry. And you shake the door, thinking the door will open. Will the door open? So many Christians' life and prayer life are like that. Shaking the door is not opening. And they are blaming God. Men who are filled with knowledge practice the knowledge and see results. Those who don't have the knowledge just do anything they feel will work. It will work until it doesn't work. What works is the knowledge. What makes things easy and work for you is the knowledge. The key. You can stand behind the door 24-7 and speak in tongues. Will it open? Try it and see when you go and you reach your gate. Speak in tongues and let it open. You need the knowledge of Christ. Did you hear what I said? Say, man of God, what you are saying I don't understand. Take us to verse 10. Let me show show you what the scriptures say. Is that not powerful? powerful. Is that not powerful? powerful. Oh, Simalakata Sapahasha Ke Bosuka Vidu Saprasetea. Many Christians pray, even speaking tongues, they don't know what they are doing. They are speaking in tongues. They don't know what they are doing. They are clapping and praying and stamping their feet. They don't know what they are doing. They don't have an understanding of what they are doing. We pray that the knowledge of God's will will fill the church. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. That this knowledge will cover this world Amen. as the waters cover the sea. Amen. Shout glory. glory. That verse 10. It says what? That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing did you hear that? Did you hear that? When Paul talks about verse 9, he desiring that they be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Then verse 10, he says, so that these people who are born again are in church. They are ushers, they are music ministers, they are even leaders of churches, some are pastors of churches. He says that they might walk worthy of the Lord. So how do you walk worthy of the Lord? By prayer meetings? No, sir. Is something wrong with prayers? No. no sir. But we are doing the wrong things. We are doing what? The wrong thing. We are praying amiss. So no answers. Man of God, why am I not receiving? Didn't God say when I pray? That is not the only thing he said. Is that what the only thing God said? No, sir. He said it here also. That you might walk worthy of the Lord. So the knowledge of Christ, the knowledge of God's will in wisdom and spiritual understanding enables the Christian to walk worthy of the Lord. Think about it. 
He does not say that it enables the Christian to ask God this time. It enables the Christian to walk. It means there is a walk. We walk out this knowledge. We walk by this knowledge as Christians. And by walking like that, we walk worthy of the Lord. <laughs> Is this not powerful? We says we walk worthy. What does it mean to walk worthy of the Lord? To walk in His will. It means to walk according to what He wants you to walk. To know to do what He wants you to do. To live the way He wants you to live. It says to walk worthy. To walk in a way that is worthy unto Him. He's not talking about sin and righteousness here. He's talking about living the Christian life. Walking the Christian life. The Christian is the one who cast out devils. I'll never stop saying that. The Christian is the one that's what? Who cast out devils. So when you have the knowledge of God's word, that is the knowledge of Christ. How he has been enthroned. And how you, you have been identified with him in his throne, on his throne. At the right hand. Do you know you are seated at the right hand of the Father? Yes, sir. And you are afraid of a witch? Uh, that is what he's talking about here. Looking for prophets to, to, to deal with witches in your home for you. And paying money for that. What kind of ignorance is in this church? Uh, Sounds powerful. powerful. So knowing that Christ is on the throne right now, right now, if you were watching me, very fearful, and then you come to receive this, this words I'm saying, that's a release of knowledge. And then you see in the scriptures that this Jesus has been made. How many, how many Christians don't know Christ ascended into heaven? How many don't know that Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father? Some know, some don't know. Some are just living a church life. Some are just living a religious life. Moving from directions to directions. They don't know what they are doing. That is not Christianity. That is religion. That is traditional religion. That is what? We have carried traditional religion into Christianity. When the fetish priest or priestess tells you to bring this, to do this, bring this, let me work things. But what are all these things? That is traditional religion. Bring this. Tomorrow they say, bring this thing and let me work this thing for you. That is traditional religion. That is not, those are people who are traditional priests and priestess who have entered the church to gather people. Native doctors. Bring this and let me work this for you. You don't know what you are talking about. That's the problem. Because when you receive the knowledge, you wouldn't need bring this and let me work this for you. Paul says, I didn't say it. Did I write the Bible? I'm just an interpreter of the Bible. He says that you might walk worthy of the Lord. So knowing that Jesus is on the throne and knowing that, that's why I said that the knowledge of Christ, the knowledge you receive about Christ, the knowledge that concerns Christ is the knowledge that concerns his church. The knowledge that reveals Christ is the knowledge that reveals his church. Because Christ and the church are one. By resurrection. Is that true? Yes, So he is seated on the throne and you sitting down there afraid of that common witch is seated on the throne with Christ 
Is that true for you? That, that's the point. Is that true for you? Is it personal? Do you know that? Do you believe that? Did we write the Bible? Do you believe in God? Do you believe God wrote the Bible? Do you believe that God said you are seated together with Christ on the throne? Is that not strange? It's strange. The kind of life Christians are living and blaming God. So powerful. Say that you might walk worthy of the Lord. Do I want to walk worthy of the Lord? Do I want to do God's will? It is unto all pleasing. Unto what? So number one. If I receive the knowledge of God's will, number one, I can walk worthy of the Lord. Give me a new, new, uh, new living translation of that. Oh, mango, shatala, bandos, atelier. Unto all pleasing, number one, I'm able to walk worthy of the Lord. Is that true? Yes, sir. Number two, it says being fruitful. Being what? So whereas I'm blaming God for the fact that some demons are attacking me, I no longer blame God because he is not responsible for demons attacking me. Neither is he responsible to chase the demon away. It is not God's responsibility to chase demons away. It is God's responsibility to give us authority and he has given us. Is that true? Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. Did you hear what I just said? It is not God's responsibility to chase demons away. It is his responsibility to make sure that we have authority. It is his responsibility to make sure his children are seated together with Christ. And we are. Did you hear what I just said? So, so it is our responsibility to chase those demons away. And we are refusing to do it. Oh, Lord Jesus. Is this not powerful? powerful. You have the New Living Translation? Yes, sir. Is this what? So, Matosha. So we have, not, we have not stopped praying for you mm-hmm. since we first heard about you. Mm-hmm. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of His will uh-huh. and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Uh-huh. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. So that the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. Is that not powerful? powerful. The way you live. What is the way you live? The way you live is will be consistent with God's will. You know His will and you live it. When you enter my house and you don't know my will, can you live in this house? Uh, No, sir. This that scripture is very important. To walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Unto all pleasing. You are not under stress. To do the will of God. Then when you do that, it says, being, I don't have time. It says, being fruitful. Being what? In every good work. Now, your productivity then is dependent on that knowledge. That's what many Christians don't know. The scripture says, if these things be in you and they abound in you. It says, they make you. They cause you. 
to be fruitful unto every good work. They remove spiritual barrenness. They remove where spiritual barrenness is dealt with, physical barrenness is dealt with. When you exercise control of the spiritual, you exercise control of the physical, you exercise control of the physical. When you gain control of the spiritual, you gain automatic control of the physical. How many of you caught what I just said? Because where things are not working because of demons, and you know to deal with them and you deal with them, the demons that were responsible for things not working have left. Well, things not working. There is no bathing in this thing. It's the word. It's what? It says being, the word fruitful means fertile, productive. Do we have productive Christians? Do you want to be a productive Christian? Do you know you can make, you can be productive as a Christian? When it says fruitful to every good work, it's whatever you do works. Your relationships work. Your marriage works. Your business works. You don't say that I, somebody took, took my business idea and ran away. What's that? How did you come in contact? How did you come in contact with that person in the first place? How didn't you know that that person would take it and run away? You hear what I said? Why didn't you know? The problem is not your man of God or God. You are the problem. You did not know this, this person will take this thing and run away. You should have known as a Christian. <laughs> You hear what I just said? Yes, Pastor. Uh, you should have done what? No. Oh, had I known. It's not the language of the Christian. Hey, I know. You hear? Eh? Being fruitful in every good work. I didn't know that this business I started would not even work. I should have not started this one. I had another plan before. But I just decided to test this one. <laughs> That means that you are not certain. C-E-R. You are not certain of your life. And a Christian who is not certain of his life is ignorant. When you are certain, see, the Bible tells us that, oh, child powerful. Are you catching something? I'm challenging you to work. There are Christians when they see teachings, they run to hide. When they see prophecies, they come and enter. Molondos Kataya. No wonder all those prophecies have not come to pass. I will show you why. Somebody has asked a question like that. I will show you why. I just want to start with this one. It's a question similar to this thing. Is that not powerful? It says being fruitful, being productive. I want to be a productive Christian. I've always wanted to be a productive Christian. I did not want that kind of Christianity where we don't know what is happening. When we are just sitting in church, not knowing when something will happen or something will not happen in our lives. When we are just sitting down, then things happen and we blame God. God, why is it that all of us are traveling and we've got an accident? Are you not the God of all flesh? We blame Him. God, why is it that after all these years, we don't even know what has happened in our lives? We are not fruitful. We are not saying anything. It is God. It is God. I don't even know why I serve God. I didn't want to be that kind of Christian. So I went for knowledge. And it's working for me. Ah, it's working. It's working. It's working. 
So it is being fruitful, being fertile, being productive in every good work. The reason why most Christians go up and they come down because they don't have the knowledge of God's will. When they are lifted, their inspiration is not the knowledge. Their inspiration is their lifting. So they look at their lifting and they fall. But if they were looking at the knowledge and following the knowledge, they would never be proud. Is that true? So all the things, all the questions you have have been answered already. <laughs> Come on, shout glory. Being fruitful, being productive, being fertile. Productive, a productive Christian is a knowledgeable Christian. A productive Christian is not a church goer. A productive Christian is not a prayer meeting goer. A productive Christian is not what? A productive Christian is a knowledgeable Christian. The Christian who has the knowledge of God's will in wisdom and spiritual understanding works worthy of the Lord. And did I write the fact that you'll be fruitful? It says being fruitful. B-E-I-N-G. Being fruitful. In every good work. In every what? Think about it. Think about it. I want to be a fruitful Christian. I want to be a productive Christian. I want to be a productive, fruitful, fertile Christian. Productive in, unto every good work. Productive for how? Every good work. Not some. I said the last time, I said every is every. Every is all. You want to be productive in every good work? Why are people disappointing you left and right? Didn't you know they would disappoint you? I didn't know, man of God. Why didn't you know? Are you not born again? Don't you have the Holy Spirit? The knowledge of God will teach you on the Holy Spirit. So you have a relationship with somebody. You have an appointment with somebody. The person is a 419 person. You will know. You are making an investment. You are making an investment. You, will, you are making an investment. That investment is a fake investment. You are looking at the results. You are not looking at you. If you look at you, you will see. <laughs> you will know. As you are going to put that money down, you will know. They've stolen my money away. They've, they've, they've duped me. Who duped you? Why didn't you know they would dupe you? It's a challenge. I'm challenging you. Whatever belongs to you belongs to God. Before you take your money and give to somebody, you are taking God's money to give. Because you belong to God. Even you, you sitting down watching me wherever you are, you belong to God. Jesus is the Lord of your life. He's your master. You belong to him. So that money you are giving belongs to God. That suit you are wearing belongs to God. That's why we don't wear any suit here. Because we wear suits like God will wear it. Is that not powerful? We don't go for that. what is less. No, 
shall glory. So you should have known. When you enter, that's what I'm saying. You, and this is the knowledge I'm talking about. The knowledge that shows you how you be. That's what the scripture says. says For you are bought with a price. You have been bought. You, you have been <laughs> Say, I have been bought. With the price. The blood of Jesus. Is greater than gold. They say, because you have been bought with the price, you belong to God. The purchase price is what? The blood of Jesus. The exchange price. The blood of Jesus. The cash that was given is what? The blood of Jesus. For you to be bought. Then it says, I am bought. Are you bought with the price? Yes, sir. That is the knowledge of God's will. To know you are bought with the price. That you belong to Jesus. To know that that business belongs to Jesus. To know that that family belongs to Jesus. To know that, that your girlfriend or fiancé belongs to Jesus. To know that that money you are about to give belongs to Jesus. To know that that person you are about to employ who will be the genesis for the collapse of the business. That business belongs to Jesus. So if you are working worthy of him and you are fruitful, one of the proofs is that you don't find yourself in those things. Why? Because when the person comes, you will know that you don't have to employ this person. You are employed based on appearance and qualification. You are born again. And that person has done what he has done and the business has collapsed. Now you are going for prayer meetings and, and worrying us, men of God. Did you hear what I just said? And all of these things I'm sharing comes from the knowledge that we have drawn over time. We have not sat down. Some of us, when we got born again, we did not move from prophet to prophet. We sat down to study. We knew what will make us work out things is the knowledge of God's will. We knew what will make things work for us is the knowledge of God's will. That is what you need. That is what I'm sharing with you. That is why you must join us every time. Is that not powerful? Many Christians are walking in ignorance. Many Christians are just living. Many Christians are just living. When persecutions come against them, they begin to blame God. Some even leave church. Some commit suicide. Man of God committing suicide because persecutions have come against him. The first person who should have committed suicide was Paul. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Come on, shout powerful. powerful sir. Shout glory. glory. Say, I am a fruitful Christian. I am a fruitful Christian. Say, henceforth, henceforth. I don't want to be ignorant. Even if you didn't hear anything, you've heard that I said that you are joined with Christ on the throne. You've heard that. Go and search for that scriptures for yourself. And don't sleep today until you, it has become part of you tomorrow morning. Come on, shout glory. glory. Is that not true? Should I continue or stop? Let me go to the questions. Go to verse 11 and let me see. Verse 11. It says strengthened. The word strengthened means to be energized. To be invigorated. 
strengthened, to be energized, to receive divine energy. It is strengthened with all minds. The word mind there means miracle working power. Oh, a Christian in the middle of a business transaction making a mistake you did not know. You are a Christian in the middle of a marriage transaction. Hey. Marrying a Jezebel, you did not hey. know. Hey. Is that not strange? It's strange you were just enjoying physical things. Carried away. Yet the scripture says that you must know. Must you not know? The New Testament says that. God is awesome. Say God is awesome. In the Old Testament, you would have just gone to the prophet and they were scarce. In the New Testament, we have prophets and we have the Holy Spirit in us. So when you are in the desert and there is no prophet, the Holy Spirit in you can still tell you something. Shout glory. Did you hear what I said? Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. Unto all patience and long suffering. Maybe next week I'll take it from here. Shout glory. Glory. Shout glory. Glory. If you are watching me, you have any question, you can ask me a question, ask the question, put the question down. By the grace of God, we'll just answer you. Amen. Questions concerning your Christian journey. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Is that not powerful? powerful? Questions concerning your Christian journey. Amen. Amen. Is that not powerful? powerful? Oh, lift up your right hand, shout glory. glory. Have you been blessed today? Yes. You've heard something. You've heard how to walk as a Christian. You don't need do's and don'ts to walk. What you need is the knowledge of God's will. When you have that knowledge, you will know how you should walk worthy of the Lord. And please Him. And what? Shout glory. So we are answering the question the first question I'm answering and this is a very powerful question and this is in relation with last week's question and it's coming from me I'm on Nikwe it says pastor please Mark chapter 4 verse 5b says immediately can you take us to Mark chapter 4 verse 5? Immediately, or can you open your Bibles wherever you are? Oh, Malando Shembelengos Abalagadosh. Eh, Pili Kapuriti Falaka Santa. Ubo Shebongos Kapalaba Sentelegadish. Mika Shata. It says, immediately. Verse 5 says, and some fell on stony ground. 
where it had not much earth. And immediately it immediately sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. Is that not powerful? So he's saying that, according to this scripture, Pastor, so please, does it mean there is a depth to which we have to receive the word of God? Yes, there is. That's why the scriptures talk about spiritual understanding. Come on, shout glory. Glory. There's a depth to which you receive the word of God. I've said that you increase, where we just read Colossians chapter 1, verse 10, it says, an increase in, in knowledge. So you increase in the knowledge of God's word. The word is planted and you increase. The more you know, the more you learn to know more. You hear what I said? You don't stop learning. You don't know enough until it's working. So this one, it was not working. Did it work? It withered away. Did it wither? And Jesus interpreting that said that this person received the word with joy. And when persecutions came, and when afflictions came, the person got offended. And that was all. Oh. Shout glory. glory. Shout glory. glory. Is that not true? So there are Christians who when they see persecutions, some of them when they see persecutions of men of God, some of them when they see afflictions, the word in them dies away. It is scorched. When it says persecutions, another word we would have used is tribulation. Tribulation there means under pressure. When they find themselves in under, when they find themselves under pressure, they forget the word. That's why I said they've not learned to be independent of circumstance. The pressure controls them instead of the word that has been planted. Since the sun was up and it was scorched, it grew up a little bit. Do you understand? In a measure. In them. When the sun came and the sun scorched it, the pressure came. The curse of this life came. They had no root. They withered away. The word could not remain and function. So it's important how rooted you are in the word. That is why you need pastors and teachers. You need what? To teach you. The more they teach you, the more you receive knowledge. Then you search. Is this not strange? Take us to Acts chapter 17 verse 11. Then you search what they teach you. You search what they teach you. You search what they teach you. Then you are knowing more. That's what the scriptures talks about. The milk Christian. Then, from the milk stage, Paul said, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. Is that not that, 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 that one that doesn't it relate with this one? Yes, it does. Paul said, I could not. It was speaking to the Corinthian church. 
says, when I came unto you, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto what canals, babes. I fed you with milk. I could not speak unto you as unto matured people, matured Christians. I spoke unto you as unto babies. Was he expecting them to increase in knowledge? Yes. From the milk level of knowledge. To the meat level of knowledge. To the strong meat level of knowledge. There are levels of knowledge. Just like there are levels of food that a child can take. A baby cannot chew a meat. Is that true? But does he need a food? So he needs milk. Is that not powerful? Levels of growth. Depending on the levels of food you take in. The word of God is food for the human spirit. And the word of God is food for the human soul. So the more of the word of God you are taking in. You are doing what? The more you are growing spiritually. No spiritual person depends on God. The Bible says the spiritual man judges all things. The spiritual man judges situations. The spiritual man judges issues. The spirit- you hear what I said? No spiritual person says I'm depending on God to come and change this thing for me. It's a baby who does that. Every baby depends on their parents. True or false? When a man grows, the man lives independently or independent of the parents. Is that true? Some are 30 years who no longer live with their parents. They are living somewhere abroad. Is that not true? Do they need their parents to tell them what they should do next? They have grown through eating physical foods. They have done what? Is that true? So you need to be deeply rooted in the word. So that the storms of life can't shake you. You are deeply rooted in the word. You search the scriptures. You search the scriptures. You do what? You search the scriptures. So you need to be rooted in the word. The more of the word in you, the more effective you are. The more you act, the more you live, the more you do, the more of the word. You cannot know the word of God and see a situation tormenting you and be sleeping. That situation must bow. You say, I'm Lord of all. In the name of Jesus. I'm Lord over this thing. Persecutions come and they give up. That word doesn't produce results. Tribulations come and they give up. When they know the word, tribulations come say, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. They are so filled with the word. So filled with the word. You can be filled with the word and give up. You can preach the word and give up. You can teach, oh Jesus, you hear what I said? You can teach the word and give up. You can pastor a church and give up. I'm telling you. There are certain pastors and pastors who are already tired. 
You can win souls and do what? And give up. You can't have the knowledge of God's word and give up. That's why people ask questions about why a pastor committed suicide. That you preach doesn't mean you know. Preaching and knowing are two different things. Knowing and having it in your spirit are two different things. So that you preach doesn't mean you know. You know what I said? Some people boast that I go to this particular church. Our man of God is a teacher. It is not the church you go and the man of God is the teacher. It is what you've learned from him all this while. This what? What you have learned all this while. When we, the scriptures talk about commitment to church, commitment to the things of God, and we have to now call you to come to church, and you say, my, my pastor is a thing. You've not learned anything yet. Come on, shout glory. glory. Is that not true? Look at what the scripture says, Acts chapter 17, verse 11. So my, my point is, stay steady. Stay what? And stay committed and connected to a ministry like this one. Stop looking for quick fix. Quick fix will cost you. Stop looking for quick fixes. Is that true? Oh, Jesus. These were, this Acts chapter 17 verse 11. I'm just making a reference to this scripture. Go to verse 10 first. Oh. You can be under pressure. And what still comes out of you is the word. I always say it in church. I say when you are pressed, what comes out? It's what you contain, what you are filled with, that will come out when you are pressed. True or false? <laughs> when we press a cream, a bottle like this, we press it, what will come out is a cream. A bottle of cream will produce cream. What is inside is what will come out. Is that what Jesus said? Make a tree good and it shall produce what? Good fruits. And make a tree bad, it shall produce what? Bad fruits. Is that not true? What comes out of you is what determines what you have, what you've been carrying, what defines you. So under the same pressure, all kinds of pressure coming against you. See, though he slays me, yet will I follow. All kinds of pressure. You look at yourself against all hope. You believe in hope. All kinds of pressure. You say none of these things move me. Paul, he said, none of these things move me. Come on, those utter. says, neither count my life dear unto myself. None of the things that were happening moved Paul. The same man who said, we should steady. We should steady to show ourselves approved. The same man who said that, we should do what? Receive the knowledge of God's will. That we might be filled with the knowledge of God's will. He said, none of these things move me. In prison, that same Paul, plus his brother Silas, what were they doing? Or Silas, what were they doing? They sang praises. Midnight, they sang praises and they prayed. Paul did not pray as an ignorant person. 
Listen to me. This kind of thing where you say, we are doing midnight prayers. We are singing praises like Paul. Paul did that out of knowledge. Paul did not pray as an ignorant person. In fact, there was an earthquake because the Holy Spirit could not keep quiet. Watching a man full of knowledge to be killed easily. The earthquake was caused by the spirit living in him. The spirit living in Paul knew how much depth he had in the word of God. How can such a man be silenced like that? The Holy Ghost. How can you be silenced? The Holy Ghost says, no Paul, you can't be silenced. You have to take over nations. You can't be silenced. Christians don't know that what prepared the grounds for manifestation is the word. What prepares the grounds for answers to prayers? Write this thing down. What prepares the grounds for answers to prayers is the word. The word is the foundation. Shout glory. glory. Did you hear what I just said? What prepares the grounds for what? Is the word. Is not the word? Lord, deliver me like you delivered Daniel. Lord, deliver me like you de- delivered Daniel. Mangosh <laughs> atalabaha. Is that what Paul said? Is that what Paul said? Lord, deliver me. Tell us. Come. Hold, let's hold hands. Deliver me like you delivered Daniel. Deliver me. Oh, Silas, let us pray. Oh Lord, deliver me. Oh Lord, deliver me. Oh Lord, deliver me. Prayer point. Is that what they did in prison? No. The Bible says they prayed and sang praises. They did what? After they had been beaten and they had bruises. They prayed and they sang praises. And they sang praises. Praises. And they, do you know what prayer they prayed? They spoke in tongues. Someone say, man of God, how do you know they spoke in tongues? Because Paul said, I pray and I speak in tongues more than all the church combined. So such a man, will he enter prison and be saying, deliver me, Lord? He, sp- he knew what was in tongues speaking. Say, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Man of God, you, you've made our evening. <laughs> Say you've made my evening. You've made my evening. I'm receiving truths to make impact in my world. To cause certain changes. To do certain things. When last did you do something with the word? What did the scripture say? It says, and the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea. Unto what? Who coming there went into the synagogue of the Jews? Paul and Silas went into the synagogue of the Jews. Verse 11. Quickly. Oh. They went to the Berians to preach. The Bible describes them. It says, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica. There was a church in Thessalonica. It says, the Berians were more noble Wherever you are, just lift up your hands right now. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Say, listen, say, Holy Ghost, I want to be filled with the knowledge of your will. In the name of Jesus. 
I want to be filled. Just for two minutes, I wanted to pray. Hallelujah. Is that not powerful? It says, if there be a messenger, it says, one among a thousand. He shall say, deliver man from going down to the pit. Because I have found a ransom. There's a difference between working with the closed eyes and working with, a, working with an open eyes. Is there no difference? <laughs> you didn't hear what I just said. You would have shouted, Glory. I said what? There is a difference between walking with an open eyes and walking with a closed eyes. When you are walking with an open eyes, you know where you are going. You have direction. You know your destination. That is why I said last week, I said that you know the end of your life from the beginning. It says, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica. In the sense that they received the word of God with all readiness of mind. They did what? They received the word of God with all readiness of mind. Readiness of mind. They were ready to receive. He says they were more noble. They were highly esteemed. Why wouldn't they be noble? Why wouldn't they be noble? Do you want to be noble? Yes, sir. In your field? Yes, sir. To be a noble person, to be a highly esteemed person among your colleagues. That is what he's saying. They receive the word of God with readiness of mind and search the scriptures daily. They search the scriptures how? Daily. Are we on? Yes, sir. Are you here? Yes, sir. They search the scriptures how? Daily. Daily. Whether those things were true. So they heard the word. They received with readiness of mind and they themselves searched the scriptures one after the other. They went back online. Man of God, Pastor Prince, said something last week. He said that we can know the end of our lives from the beginning. We can, it's not only God who knows the end of your life from the beginning. It's not only God. God has revealed the end from the beginning. The end of your business. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. The end of your business is to flourish like a palm tree. Right now you have three employees. But the end has been said, spoken, revealed in the word. True or false? That's powerful. They said the scriptures daily. They received with readiness of mind. Readiness of mind. And searched. 
And he says, therefore many of them that believed also were of, were honorable women, which were Greeks and of men, not a few. Honorable men. Do you want to be honorable? Yes, sir. You know what it means to be honorable? Not to be a minister. Because that position in the next years will be off. To be honorable is to have the word and put it to work. To have men coming to you. Because you have what they need. Is to be honorable. To be honest. That's powerful. So don't stop receiving the word. Don't quit at any point in time. That is why you stay connected to Ask Pastor Prince. That is why you stay connected to the messages we bring to you. That is why the platform for answers to questions, the platform to, for the answers to prayers is the word. It is the platform. It is what? The word. The, the platform to manifestations of prophecies, when we give prophecies, is the word. That is the platform. Is that not the platform? Yes. So you want speedy manifestations of prophecies. Get the word. Because without the word of God, you are not even sensitive spiritually. How did angel come to Paul? Was he a sailor? Spiritual, how did he know this was an angel? What he said was what happened. In fact, at the point in time, he became the sailor, the captain. Showing them where to pass. Is that not strange? That glory. So what you just answered, Nee, that is the that is the answer. What is the question you just asked? Is that not powerful? Is that not powerful? Someone is asking a question right now. Before we go to the other ones that have been asked, asked from Gabriel. Gabriel, Gabriel Azaka. Say, how can I multiply grace upon my life? Or how can I up, up multiply the grace upon my life? Is that strange and powerful? Gabriel, this is very simple. Three important ways. Say three important ways. Say three, three important ways. You want to multiply the grace on your life. You want to do what? Let me tell you, one of the things you should do continuously to be filled with the Spirit is not part of the three points. To have a fellowship with the Spirit. Continuous fellowship with the Spirit. Your life is meaningless without the Holy Spirit. Your Christian life. Your Christian life is going nowhere without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit inside of you has come for certain things. You must allow Him to do it. When you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, your Christian life will have meaning. Because he will guide you into this truth I'm talking about. He will guide you in your decision. Is that not powerful? But you see, to increase grace, number one, be humble. The scriptures say, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. So that in due season, he will do what? He will lift you up. Is that what he says? And the scripture says, he giveth more grace to the humble. Who gives the grace? God, through the Holy Spirit, gives grace to the humble. Who is the humble? The one who is submissive to God's will. The one who is submissive to God's purpose. 
the one who follows the instructions of God. It's not the one that God says, go and give this church 20,000, you give 10,000. You are not humble. The one that God says that, what? Preach the word of God and you are preaching something else. Because you want money. You are not humble. So a humble person is submissive to the word of God. God says, cast out devils. You cast out devils. You are submissive. You are humble. The more you practice God's word, the more you prove that you are submissive to his word. You know what I'm saying? And when you are humble, you are submissive to his word. You are not full of yourself. Come on, shout glory. glory. You are humble. And what does it say he will do to the humble? He gives more grace. The Bible says, he giveth more grace. So when two of you are in the same church, and one is cleaning the church, and cleaning the church, because of his dedication in the house of God, his commitment to doing something in God's, 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 God's house, is committed. Then you don't do anything. You just come and now complain about the chair. He is humble. Very soon you are the one who is rich. Very soon that person will get grace and be richer than you. And be doing things for God than you. <laughs> because he's receiving, he will receive more grace. Then you'll be asking yourself, my business is not working again. My business is not. I don't know how the, where this person has passed. He has not passed anywhere. He is humble. And because of humility, he has received more grace. So, one of the things you should take as a Christian, you examine yourself. When you see that things, when you go up, you are coming down. Apart from demonic experiences or whether it's demonic or something, sometimes you are not humble. So, when you are about to hit a very big breakthrough, then the breakthrough withdraws at once. You are not humble. You should examine yourself to see whether you are humble. You don't just begin to blame people. Because when God gives you grace, you move from one level to another level. To another level. Because that grace, as it is increased, affects you. The increase of the grace affects you. So when you are in level 5 and grace is increased, you can move to level 10 or level 7. Through increased grace. Say increased grace. So you'll be humble. Amen. Be what? Be humble. The second one is through knowledge that I've said. Peter said grace and peace be multiplied through what? Through knowledge. That's what the scriptures say. So through the knowledge of God's word, grace it's multiplied. Is that true? That's number two. Is that not number two? Come on, shout glory. Glory. So through what? Knowledge, grace is multiplied. Through knowledge, grace is what? Multiplied. Multiplied. Grace is multiplied through the knowledge of God's will. 
Grace is multiplied through the knowledge of God's will. That's the second one. The third one is to say, come boldly before the throne of what? Of grace. So that you can find grace to help in time of need. You obtain mercy and find grace to help in time. So there is grace to help in time of need. There is grace. Grace comes when you come boldly to the throne. How do you come boldly to the throne? <laughs> come on, shout glory. glory. That's what I talked about. Fellowship. Boldly to the throne through fellowship of the Spirit. Through fellowship of the Spirit. Some people say it's just through prayers. Not all prayers. Not all prayers. All the prayers people make. I'm talking about what people make. It's fellowship. Is it true or false? Oh, shout glory. So maintaining a continuous fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Having a communion of the Holy Spirit. Is that not what the Bible says? The grace of God. What does it say? grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit remain. When there is fellowship, there is love. When there is fellowship, there is more grace. Because the more you fellowship, the more the Holy Spirit gives you grace. The more you have fellowship. The more you are a Christian who don't have any fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you don't receive those kind of grace to help. Then you become, you, you become confused in life. That's powerful. Is that true or false? It's true. So Gabriel, very important ways. When you study the word, grace great grace multiplies. Grace and peace are all multiplied through knowledge. Grace and what? Are all multiplied through knowledge. Shout powerful. Wherever you are, shout glory. glory. Shout another glory. glory. If you have any question, you can just post it at the comment section. We are just going to take it. Once we see it, we will answer you right, right this minute. Amen. Amen. Is that not powerful? powerful? Now, this is also from Malonzi. This pastor. What does the Apostle Paul mean by writing the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith? No, I answered the first question because it has to do with what we said last week. Is that not powerful? And this is a faith question. Is that not a faith question? And we are answering, we are, we are teaching on a series of faith every Sunday. Amen. We are watching comments. Comments. Some Christians don't know, even know how to comment. Yes, sir, they don't have to, they don't know how to even write notes. The man of God is teaching that they, they don't write notes. Amen. So they have, they end up being forgetful hearers. Comment. Amen. Do you know how to comment? You comment by writing what you hear. You don't comment by writing, God bless you, sir. Thank you, sir. Write what you hear. 
And if you enter, if you are online and your mind, I've seen people who join pastors and they are like, thank you. Then they show their sign. They are not commenting. They don't know what to write. Once you join us, you know what to write. What do you write? What you are hearing? Come on, shout glory. Have I mentioned three important things? So you write it there. When you, why am I showing you this before I continue? Listen, I'm not saying this to criticize you. I want to correct you. So that once you are online, you are there for what you hear. So you want to hear something and write. So what is in your mind, your consciousness, that I want to hear something that the man of God is saying that is powerful, that will touch me, that will get to me, and I write it there. You hear what I just said? Else you just be online watching. But once you are there with that mentality that you want to catch something, we say that the word of God is the power of God. The word of God is the power of God. It hits you right there. Is that true or false? It's very important. Once you join us online, decide to hear something and write it there. Come on, shout powerful. Did you understand what I just said? It says, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Then it says, what does that mean? We've been teaching on faith series for a while now. Have we been teaching on faith series? Take us to Romans chapter 1. Mashantalaba. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, whatever. This. Oh, glory. Divine. Salvation. of God. Born of his, of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song. Hallelujah. Is that not powerful? So, Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Praising my Savior all day long. Are you being blessed right now? So be like the billion who searched, they they had the readiness of mind for the word. And they searched the scriptures. They didn't join online after that next week. They went back to listen. To watch it for themselves. To write down notes for themselves. Amen. To get the word into their spirits. So that they can rule through the word. Amen. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. 
For it is the power of God unto salvation. The, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. It's to everyone that believes. So the good news, the gospel, is the power of God unto salvation. Is that true? That means that it's through the good news that you can get saved. So when we preach the good news to you, you can be saved through the good news. It is the power of God for salvation. To everyone who believes the good news. Anyone who believes the good news is saved. Amen. And says to the Jew first, to the Jew when? And also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. So the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. In the gospel. And says the gospel, it simply means the message of Christ. The good news about Christ. Amen. Amen. So the righteousness of God is revealed. And it says, from faith, and this is a very powerful, powerful question. It's not powerful. From faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So the, it says, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Now you can get this answer in verse 16. It talks about the Jews and the Greeks. Now many people think when it says from faith to faith, it means that from one level of faith to another level of faith. That's not what he's saying here. Paul likes to see, use this thing from grace to grace and all that. This one is talking about from the first faith, which is the faith in the New Testament, to the faith of the old, the first which is the faith of the Old Testament, to the faith of the New Testament. The faith of the Old Testament is the faith that the Jews had. So in the gospel, the faith of God, the real faith is revealed to move to move people from the faith of the Old Testament to the faith of the New Testament. Because there's a New Testament faith. Have I taught that one already? So it's in the gospel that the New Testament faith is revealed. So if we don't discover the New Testament faith, we will live under the, the faith of the Old Testament. The heroes of faith. Have you caught what I just said? Because the righteous one shall live by faith. Now the just under the Old Testament live by faith. Did they live by faith? And the just under the New Testament also lives by faith. Do we live by faith? So the just, whether old or new, lives by faith. Is that true? The righteous one lives by faith in the Old Testament. They live by faith. In the New Testament, we also live by faith. But the two faiths are not the same. Like I've explained in previous on our Sunday in our Sunday meetings. They are not the same. If you want to catch that one. So from faith is in the gospel that this faith is revealed. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. So the righteousness of God, for instance, is revealed in the gospel. It's revealed in the gospel. So that when you receive that righteousness of the gospel, you move from the faith of the Old Testament because the righteousness of God was also in the Old Testament but could not be fulfilled under the law. So that the righteousness of God was only fulfilled in the New Testament. Is that true? I've taught all of that. 
is powerful. Amen. So we move from the faith of the Jews or the faith that the Jews had. The Old Testament saints, the heroes of faith, to the faith that the gospel reveals. That's faith to faith. If you catch what I just said. We move from where? The faith that the Old Testament saints had. The heroes of faith like like Daniel's faith to the faith that the gospel reveals because the gospel reveals the God kind of faith is that not true and you should understand that the fact that the, your faith produces higher results than what is producing two years back doesn't mean your faith has grown it means your faith has become more effective, more functional. Is that true? You have a car and you have a driver who doesn't know how to drive well. The problem is not with the the car has not changed. When you get an excellent driver, he will drive well. And you see a lot of speed. Is that true? What if you don't have an ex, uh, an expert driver? For you yourself, you are not an expert driver. You'll be hitting potholes and moving like this, like this. And you, you, does that mean the car is at fault? No, 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 no. <laughs> is that not powerful? powerful? That's the same with faith, the God kind of faith. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So do you catch that? Yes, sir. There's a, there's a faith revealed in the gospel. Then there's a faith revealed in the Old Testament. The faith in the Old Testament. The faith in the New Testament. The gospel, the faith of the gospel, which is the God kind of faith, is revealed. Is it revealed? It's revealed alongside the righteousness of God. Through the gospel. So that you move from that faith, that your understanding of faith here, or we move from faith here to faith here. And we are in the faith, the second faith, to faith. So we are in faith now. The God kind of faith. Is that not powerful? powerful. That glory. glory. So that is that. Who wants me to answer his question? You want me to answer your question? Let's post it there right now. Amen. Amen. We have a lot of questions to answer. Let me answer this question. Hello, Pastor Prince. Glory. Say glory. glory. My name is Benedicta. Thank you, Benedicta. And I want to thank you all for sending in your questions. God bless you. We love you so much for sending us these questions. Amen. Since you are following what we are teaching. Amen. My name is Benedicta. Please, can you make it to heaven if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and live all the righteous life that you should you should live without being baptized. Is that not powerful? It's simple. The answer is yes. You make it to heaven. Amen. Once you are born again, you are a citizen of heaven. When you are born again and you live the Christian life, when it's rapture, when the rapture comes, you will go. Amen. So once you are born again, you started from being born again. Let me just stay with the being born again. It is not baptism that takes you to heaven. 
Amen. Must you be baptized? Yes, you must. Why? Because the New Testament teaches on baptism in water. So if you're a Christian and you are doing the will of God, you avail yourself to be baptized. Because it is his will to be baptized. But it is not the baptism that takes you to heaven. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That is it. Then you are born again. Is that not all? But take us to Romans, oh, give us Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, quickly. Verse 6. Romans 6, 6. Quickly, and let me just. So, when you study the, 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 the epistle of Paul to the Romans, it talks about that one briefly. Are we there? Romans chapter 6, verse 6. Romans chapter 6, verse 6. Romans chapter 6, verse 6. Oh, shatakabolombo shadaba. Romans chapter 6, verse 6. It says, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. Verse 7. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Come on, shout glory. glory. Go to verse 3 rather. The same Romans chapter 6 verse 3. Let's start from the verse 3. Verse 3 quickly. This know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. So when we are baptized into water, we are being identified. Baptism is an identification with the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. Baptism. So when we are baptized into water, we do that to symbolize our identification to show that we have been identified because Jesus died for all men. Amen. Amen. So that when Jesus died, all men died in Jesus. When Jesus was buried, all men were buried in Jesus. When he was raised, all men were raised in Jesus. These are not powerful. That is legally. So when we believe in the Lordship of Jesus, we are baptized. We are what? As an identification. That's why it says, therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in the newness of life. Amen. Did you catch what I just said? For if we have been planted together, verse 5, in the likeness of his death, we are also in the likeness of his resurrection. This one says we shall be, but it's not we shall be. Amen. Knowing this, verse 6, that our old man is crucified with him. The old man that he talks about is the spirit man. 
with the nature of sin. I can't go into that today. Come on, shout glory. glory. So that the body of sin might be destroyed. So once you are baptized, it means that the, the, your issue with sin has been dealt with. Your body does not carry sin. Neither is your body regulated with sin. Because you are identified with the death, the barrier, and the resurrection of Jesus. Where sin, its effects and consequence was broken. Is that true? So the Bible tells us that the Old Testament folks were baptized under the cloud and under the sea. They were baptized, but they were not born again. Amen. But they were baptized. Signifying that you have left, when you are baptized, you have left an old life. It means that you are, you are raised so much, you have been raised, that you don't have a past. You don't have another old life to live. You don't get baptized and live another life. And say, this sin is, I mean, strangling with this sin. Do you understand? Once you are baptized, one great one of God says, once you are baptized, your old girl, girlfriend ceases to be your old girlfriend. And that is true. Amen. That is baptism. Through baptism, we are identified with the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. Amen. And when we are born again, we have become a member of the body of Christ. But when you have the opportunity, you must be baptized. Don't say, oh, because of that, you must be baptized. Because it is the will of God for you to be baptized. And you understand what I just said right now. Yeah. That's, so that's how simple that one is. If you get the newer translation of this, Romans chapter 6, chapter 6 verse 3, you will catch something out of it. Amen. 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 Let me answer these questions briefly. And then, are you still there? Yes, sir. Come on, shout glory if you are still there. Glory. Shout glory. So, Benedicta, thank you very much for your questions. And Ni Amon, thank you very much. Malonzi, thank you very much. God bless you. There is a question here. You are blessed. Thank you. It's from Alfred. From Alfred, our brother Alfred. He says, thank you for giving us the opportunity to ask questions live. You're welcome. God is all-knowing, which we all know. Does God know the end results when he sends us through trials? Does he already know how we would react in the times of trials? Come on, shout glory. Take us to James. Say James. And this question was not asked today. Yes. Take us to Apostle James. Glory. glory James chapter 1 verse 2 oh. when the oceans rise and take us I will soar with you I will Father, you are King, O 
is an opposing force coming against our faith. That is why God tells us in the word what we should do. If he knows the trials and the ends, that he shouldn't tell us what we should do. Whatever we do should be accepted. And he's the one taking us through trials so we can just relax in our homes. Is that true or false? But that's not what he's saying here. That's, what, that's not what he's implying here. What he's implying is that he says, my brethren, count it all joy. When you fall into diverse trials, knowing this, come, come and take us to verse 3, knowing this, is this what? Knowing this, that the trial of our faith, the what? Trial of our faith. Or the trying of your faith. So when you are going through trials, it is your faith, which is the God kind of faith that you have, that is being tried. Your faith is being tried when you are going through trials. The word trials actually means the trying of your faith. Is that powerful? Is that powerful? So it is the trying, the testing, the examining of your faith. Your faith is being examined. Your faith is being test, put to test. And you are your faith. <laughs> Amen. You are what? Yeah. The scripture says by faith we stand. By faith we do what? So whether you fall or stand has to do with your faith. Whether you give up or give in or refuse to give up and keep moving has to do with your faith. Is that not powerful? So it says that knowing this, the Spirit of God is telling us that we should count it all joy when we fall into diverse trials. We should count it all joy. That is the attitude we should pick up. We should demonstrate to count it all joy when your faith is being tried, it says, count it all joy with this in mind. Verse 3 tells us what we should have in mind. Knowing this, or having this in mind, or having the knowledge of this. What is the knowledge of that? That the trying of your faith works patience. The word works there means produces. The trying of your faith produces patience. Patience is the character of the Christian. It's the character of the Christian. Born out of love. Patience. Say patience. patience. Another translation says long suffering. Your ability to stand. Listen. Oh, shout glory. glory. When only good things are happening in your life. Amen. Amen. Your faith is not tested. When your faith is tested, it produces patience. It produces what? Patience. That's why we say that the storms of life can come. It says that the oh commandos attire. It says the one who hears the word and does the word, I will liken him to a man who builds his life on the rock, on the word. Whose business is founded on the rock, on the word. 
Then it says that, and the storms came. Did the storms come? Did God bring the storms? Is that what he said? No. But the storms of life came. And the winds came. He says, and the man was still standing on the rock. What about the other one? He fell off. Amen. Amen. So he says, having this in mind, having this understanding, that the trying of your faith produces patience. So why will your faith be tried? Your faith will be tried if you are a Christian. And wherever you are watching me, if I want you to catch that, your faith will be tried. Amen. Your faith will what? It says when your faith is tried, it produces patience. Why? Because when your faith is tried, the kind of change you want to see, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. One year. It doesn't happen. Two years. Your faith has been tried. It is working patience in you. It is producing patience. What is patience? Your ability to hold on. Regardless of what, that is patience. Your ability to hold on to the word. What are you holding on to? That's what it says. We have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and throws the billows roll. Fasting to the rock. Fasting to what? The rock. The rock is the word. The rock is Christ. The rock is the word. Fasting to the rock, which can not move. Is that not powerful? So it says, therefore, be you unmovable. It's be you unshakable. So when your faith is tried, you maintain an attitude that is unshakable. Amen. Unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. It's knowing that your work, your labor is not in vain. So when your faith is being tried, it says that you may, that, that trial of your faith produces patience in you. Not most Christians have patience. The Bible says, he that believes shall not make haste. So many Christians don't have patience. It must be today or not. That is why many Christians move from churches to churches in search of solution because they don't have patience. And they do all kinds of things without the solution. Then they get tired and they faint and they give up. Is that true or false? Because they don't know how to put their faith to work and they don't know when it is the trying of their faith. Just let that faith produce patience in you. Produce what? And then it says, let the patience that is producing have her perfect work. So there's a work of patience in you. When you are still maintaining your stand on God's word in the trying of your faith. Listen. Are you listening? When you are still maintaining your confession of God's word in the trial of your faith. God said you'll be a serious man of God in Ghana. Five years you are still preaching to 50 people. 
yet your faith is intact. Telling the world that I am coming. I'm taking charge. I am taking charge. Your faith is being tried. Amen. It is producing patience in you. For you to still be able to keep preaching. And standing on the word. And preaching. And, and, and preaching. Came on those attacks. And confessing the word. Who against hope. Believed in hope. Is that not powerful? Patience. Is let her have a perfect work. That you may be perfect. And entire. Wanting nothing. So the, the pep, that's why I said that you know the end from the beginning. It is not only God who knows the end from the beginning. In fact, God does not know the end the way you think. Because, let me show you something. With the question you, he just asked. And it's very important. Come on, shout glory. glory. Your maintenance of your faith is dependent on you. Your maintenance of your faith in the midst of trials is dependent on you. You hear what I just said? So, individually, some people's faith will be tried and they will fall. That one is not up to God. That one is up to you, the Christian. So, when your faith is being tried, it tells you the outcome it tells you what you should do. It tells you the outcome of what you do. So when your faith is being tried and it produces patience, and you walk in that patience and maintain your faith in the trial, it says that you will be perfect and entire wanting nothing. The word perfect then means complete. It means completion. Not in lack of anything. It means maturity. Perfect. You come of full age to the trial of your faith. I've said it that one thing that perfects the Christian is the knowledge. Another thing that perfects the Christian is the trial of faith. So you can have knowledge and make noise when your faith is tried as to whether you maintain that knowledge. Or you will give up and say, God, is this me that this thing is happening to? That is another thing. But it says, no matter what, count it all joy. Because patience will be birthed in your spirit. Or will be at work in your spirit. And then you'll be perfect. Then you'll be entire. Wanting nothing. The only Christian who can say he does not want anything is a Christian who has gone through tryouts. Wanting nothing means that the trial of your faith will lift you up to a particular level and realm that you don't want anything again. It means that all your wants are now relieved. You don't have a need. That's why it's only few Christians who live in that realm of wanting nothing. Because not many are able to stand in the midst of the trials. The trial of their faith. Is that clear? So, God does not put us to the trials. The trials come against us. Some of them are released as missiles from the pit of hell against our faith. 
Amen. Is that not powerful? Yeah. So what you, your question is very powerful. And it's important for Christians to understand that. Your trials. The God is all-knowing, which we all know. Does God know the end results when he sends us through trials? It is the end results he has said here. It's when we go through trials. It's I will be with you. This day I will take you out of the trials. In the midst of the... That's why we sang the song. In the midst of the trials, the Spirit of God is still with you. But your faith is what matters. So the end result of every trial is that you might be perfect and entire wanting nothing. <laughs> that glory. glory. Now to what I just said. So I said you know the end from the beginning of the trials. You know the end. Amen. And he has told us, like he said, that he already know how we would react in the times of trials. He's told us how we should react. As to how we would react is not important to him. What is important to him is how we should react according to the word. Is that true? So we react. We maintain our confessions. In the midst of opposing forces, we maintain our confessions. We maintain our stand on the word. We maintain, we, 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 we draw more of the word in us. In the times of trials, you don't stop studying. You study and meditate and keep Keep yourself in the word and keep the word in you in the midst of the trial. When people say that, look at what he's going through. He says, he's going to say, in the name of Jesus, I'm coming out. The word of God is producing its content in my life. Shout glory. glory. And you'll be shocked. You'll become a wanting nothing Christian. How many of you want to be a wanting nothing Christian? Say, I am a wanting nothing Christian. Is that true? Come on, can we pray? In the, I have. Let me just answer this question also. Someone say hi, sir, from Joshua. Please, how can I connect to God like the way Moses did in the Bible? Do I also have to do what he did at first? In fact, Joshua, you don't have to connect to God like what Moses did. You connect to God by being born again. Once you get born again, that is it. You walk with the Spirit. You don't connect like Moses. We are not like Moses. We are like Christ. Is that not true? So follow the teachings, Joshua. Follow the teachings you've been given and you'll be blessed. Is that not all? Amen. Okay, this is from Powell. Thank you, sir. Your teaching has really shaped our fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You're welcome. Please, can you throw more light on Genesis chapter 6, verse 6? Take us there quickly. And the Lord was sorry, was sorry, Regretted that he had made man on the earth. And he grieved in his heart. See, the Bible makes us understand that God is omniscient. Which is the same thing. He knows all things. That's not true. So if he's all-knowing, then he, doubt, he shouldn't have regretted or better still. Was he expecting man to have done better? Knowing the level of relationship he had with man. So this scripture has to do with when God regretted that he had made man. Because of the continual sin. You can read it for yourself. Genesis chapter 6 verse 6 like he mentioned. Continual sin that was on earth. Man was sin. The Bible says man's heart was full of evil continually. And it, it repented the Lord. It did what? Genesis chapter 6 verse 6. Are you there? It repented the Lord that he had created man. That's what it says. Amen. 
Now, yes, God is all-knowing. Is that not powerful? But God has given man a, a, a will, a soul. A soul, a will. So you see that in the same scenario, he had Noah. He had Noah. Did he have Noah? He had Noah. He had Enoch. There were men who worked with God. And there were men whose hearts were evil continually. Is that true? So he has given man a soul. By your soul, man is not a robot. So man can decide to live or not to live for God. To do or not to do for, for what God tells him to do. That is why we don't force salvation on somebody. You have the soul, the will, to accept Christ or not to accept Christ. And when you accept Christ, you have passed from condemnation. When you don't accept Christ, you are in condemnation. Because you have refused. So even though God is all-knowing, you are the one who has what? Refused to accept Christ Jesus. The same applies here. So by man's soul, God was expecting man to live according to his will. So Adam sinned out of his will. His soul. He had the right to make a decision not to obey or to disobey. Or not to disobey or to obey. Any, any of that. But he still chose one. And what he chose landed the whole, whole human race into what happened before Jesus came. Is that true? Is that clear? So man has a will, a soul. The Father God is omniscient doesn't mean that he knows all things and that he knows all that you will do. No. You prove what you do by your will. Because he is not regulating us. We regulate our lives. Do you hear what I just said? So what I'm saying is that his omniscience doesn't affect our will. Is that clear? So God is all-knowing. It is true. He didn't even foreknow that man will sin. He foreknew that man will sin. Did he foreknow? He did. But it was up to man to prove whether he will sin or not. <laughs> is that true or false? God foreknows that you preach in Asia. I'm using that as an example. Amen. But you have a will to continue in the grace God has given you until it takes you to Asia or stop along the line. There are some that God expected them to be in Asia somewhere or US or where? UK preaching who have stopped and they are in the parliament house working. And they are MPs now and they are enjoying that one. Have you caught what I just said now? But you have your, your will to say, no, I'm in the course of God and I'm moving. That glory. glory. So what we should, we should understand is that God, it pained God because man was sinning continually. But man had a will, a soul. By your will, you make decisions that affect you or not affect you. The Bible says that I, in the, in the Old Testament, it says, I said before you life and death. Is that what he said? Then what did he say? He says choose. Choose life. Choose what? Was God responsible for what you choose? 
God's omniscience doesn't affect our will. Amen. Is that clear? Yeah. So it's very important. Is that not powerful? We're going to be praying right now. Amen. Let me answer my last question. The last question. The last question. Okay, another question from Gabriel. Amen. Gabriel, before I come to your question, I'll just answer your question briefly because of our time. Shout glory. Say, because of our time, we have to push some of the questions to tomorrow. We have a lot of questions here. Hi, Pastor. Good evening. The last time you were saying we don't quote scriptures back to God, saying, Father, your word says. Have I said that before? Yes, sir. Powerful. Say powerful. Powerful. Rather, we quote scriptures to the enemy. Do we even quote scriptures to the enemy? We chase the enemy. We don't quote scriptures to him. But I was saying that Jesus, even Jesus, because it was a temptation, he wanted to prove to the devil that he knew the scriptures and pointed the devil to the scriptures that he was referring to because the devil was actually referring to scriptures and he wanted to twist the scriptures against against Jesus. Is that true? Or are you guys here? Is that true? So he wanted to twist scriptures against Jesus to get Jesus to do what he wanted Jesus to do. So he was quoting scriptures and saying that it is written, uh, what, if you turn this stone to bread. And he knew, he was, Jesus knew where he was coming from. And Jesus quoted the scriptures to him well. Say, man shall not live by bread alone, my mind. You understand? And all that. So, but just to the enemy. I'm asking what, what about Isaiah chapter 43 verse 26? Take us there. Let me explain this briefly. Where God says we should put him in remembrance in pleading our case before him. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare you that you may be justified from Sefer. Very powerful question. Is that not powerful? It means you've been following. Amen. This scripture doesn't mean quote scriptures to God. Many people have misinterpreted the scriptures. Amen. And they've taken one verse out of the context. Are you there? Take us to verse 20. Let me start with verse 20 and see. Let me answer this question. Say, answer this question. Okay, calm down. Verse 20, 21. I don't want us to start from verse 1. Go to verse 22. Okay. Go to verse 23. Oh. Go to verse 22 again. 22 will do. Amen. Amen. So, I know that many people, many preachers have explained this scripture in the, in, in, in the form of prayers. How many of you have heard something like that? He says, he says, put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. He says, it means that you must put God's word back to him. 
Don't even write the, the word on paper. Amen. That we are putting God's word back to him. That is not what this scripture means. One of the things in the scriptures, one of the things in the body of Christ is that people are not like the Berean church, the Berians, who searched diligently. So what we hear, we just go with it. Amen. Amen. But we do not search. In the New Testament, we release God's word from the human spirit. I've said it before. The word of God must be planted, planted in your heart and you release it. In the New Testament, the Christian's heart has been made a ground of the word. The Christian's heart has been made a soil of the word, which is the seed, to be planted. So the word of God proceeds from the Christian. The word of God has proceeded from God and it is written. It is called the Logos. But what you want to activate in your life must proceed from you. The word of God you want to activate in your life must proceed from your spirit. How many of you caught that statement? That is all. So when he says this, here, the prophet was speaking concerning the situation of the Israelites. Then he says, But thou hast not called upon me, verse 22, O Jacob, but thou hast been weary of me, O Israel. That's God speaking through his prophet. Thou hast not brought me the small cattle, that is offerings, of thy burnt offerings. Neither hast thou honored me with thy sacrifices. That was God speaking. Is God speaking here? Through the prophecy, through the words of prophecy from the prophet, of the prophet Isaiah. Since thou hast, hast not honored me, you have not brought me burnt offerings and sacrifices, I have not caused thee to serve, I have not caused thee to serve with an offering, nor wearied thee with incense. That's what God is saying. Thou hast bought me no sweet cane with money, neither hast thou filled me with the fat of thy sacrifices. That is God complaining about the Israelites. But thou hast made me to serve with thy sins. Thou hast wearied me with thy iniquities. So he's saying that you have wearied me with your iniquities. You have wearied me with your sin. And you've not even brought me sacrifices. Burnt offerings and sacrifices. That was God complaining about the situation, the condition of the Israelites at that particular time. Through the prophet. He was letting the Israelites know the condition they were in. They have stopped giving God burnt, burnt offerings and sacrifices. And they've worried God with their sins and their what? Transgressions. Then God says, I even, I am he that blotted out thy transgressions. For my own sake, I blot out your transgressions and I do not remember your sins. Verse 26. Is that not powerful? Then he says, now put me in remembrance. Let us plead. Verse 26. Verse 26. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. That is, what is he saying? Is it not simple? I say, I God, I say that you have not given me burnt offerings and sacrifices. You have sinned against me. You've worried me with your sins. Even though I am the one who blot away your sins and remember them, You've worried me with your sins and your transgressions. Then he says, if I am lying, prove to me that I am lying. 
not scripture. It's not quoting scripture to God. And that was a challenge he threw to the prophet, to the Israelites. That if what I am saying is a lie, and my prophet speaking is lying, prove to me that you have given me burnt offerings and I said you've not given me. Do you hear what he said? He says, put me in remembrance. That means that remind me of when you brought burnt, burnt sacrifices, burnt offerings and sacrifices. Remind me of when you had not sinned and I said you have sinned. Prove to me that I am lying. I'm blaming you for something you have not done. That is what it means in verse 26. But this is what many take into scriptures. Is that not what they take? And to prayer rooms. Then say, prove to me, Lord, your word says we should put you in remembrance. It's, a, it's, a, it's taken out of context. It is like when a person says, is this not powerful? That is why the interpretation of scripture is very important. Is that not powerful? It is like when somebody says that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the person after that says that that means that every man has sinned. We are all sinners. No matter what we do, our sin is like filthy rags. I want to hear people say that. But that is a verse out of context. The Christian's righteousness is not as filthy rags. It cannot be. Because the Christian's righteousness is God's righteousness. A gift that he has planted in your spirit. Is this not true? So when you say, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That is verse 23, I think. Romans 3, 23. eh? Then verse 24 says, being justified freely by his grace. So when you compare verse 23 and 24, it means that for all have sinned and falling short of the glory of God, yet now being justified. For all sinned, it is true, all sinned. You understand? But have been justified. So you can't interpret it to say it means that we are all sinners. No. Rather, we are all justified. Being justified. Or it's like when the, the scripture I normally use in Romans chapter 7, when Paul was describing the condition of the Jews under the law. And many people take it and say, the sin I want to do, I cannot stop. And the sin I don't want to do, that's what I do. And they say, that is how life is. We all want to stop some kind of sin, but we cannot. That is wrong interpretation of scriptures. You need to look at the context. And that's what we've looked at right now. When you start from verse 1 of this Isaiah 43, you understand. So this scripture doesn't, this one doesn't imply that the Christian must quote scriptures to God. God does not need his scriptures. We need his scriptures. <laughs> and he's given it to us. Why has he given us the scriptures in the New Testament? To put the scriptures to work. In the Old Testament, he gave them the laws to obey or not to obey. So you choose to obey or you choose to disobey. When you obey, you see blessings. When you disobey, you see curses. Under the law of Moses. So you have the will to do, to obey or to disobey. Is that true? Under the law. In the New Testament, it is our, we have the responsibility to act on God's word. To do God's word. So we are doers of the word. We are practitioners of the word. Is that true? Is that true? So quoting God's, God's word back to him will not do him any good. And will not do you any good. 
Did you hear what I said? <laughs> Isn't it strange? It's powerful. Say strange teachings. So that is it, Sefa. That is it. God bless you. God bless you all for your questions. We still have questions to answer. Plenty questions. Say plenty questions. But we are out of time. We don't take it. We will be like Paul and teach the whole day. Until somebody collapses and we raise the person back. Is that not true? Mm. It's a very powerful question, but I don't have time. How to hear from the Holy Spirit? Maybe tomorrow, next week. I'll take my time and address that. Amen. This is from Doris. But Gabriel says, from Psalm 82 verse 6, the word God over there, can can you please put more light on it? Thank you from from Gabriel. This God. If you call them God, go to Psalm 82 verse 6 and let me end with that one. I have other questions to answer, but maybe I'll push it to next week. Is that not powerful? If you are watching me, are you tired already? Shout glory. glory. Your Christian life will be effective from today. Amen. I have said ye are gods. And all of you are children of the Most High. He was talking to the Israelites. God called them gods. Because they were his children. The Israelites were the children of God by covenant. You catch what I just said. So he called them gods. So the word gods is just gods. <laughs> is it not gods? And a God is greater than a man. So he was giving them an understanding that by their association with him as the most high, they have become gods. Like when I told Moses, told Moses, I've made you a god unto Pharaoh. So Moses did not go to Pharaoh as a man. Nor as a prophet. He went as a god. Did you hear what I just said? So he called them gods. If he called them gods, he says, I have said ye are gods. And I've said that what God says you are is who you are. So God called them gods and they were gods. Even though they were men. That means that there will be an oppression in their midst. Like the oppression of gods. And that was what they were experiencing. Is that true? But the Christian is not God. Small g-o-d. The Christian is the fullness of the Godhead. Because the fullness, the Christian is carrying God. But it's not the carrying. It's the union of the spirit man of the Christian with the union of the Spirit of God. There is a union. There is an inseparable oneness. For he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. So we are joined unto the Lord Jesus. And we are not two spirits joined. We are one spirit. Bodily. Those are deep teachings. I don't teach them now. Amen. So when you ask about God, that is it. It means God. Who is God to you? Who is a God to you? That's a Christian. That is, the, that is the Israelite. He says, I have said ye are gods. But then he says, but ye, services, but ye shall die like men. You see the mentality was given them. I have said ye are gods, but you shall die like men. And fall like one of the princes. Because they were ignorant of the law and what God has said. 
powerful. Where are you? I just lift up your hands. Lift up your right hand, pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Holy Ghost. There is none like you. There is none that can be compared unto you. You are great, Lord. We bless your name. We honor you, Lord. Just pray in the Holy Ghost.
Victor Ogusu, God bless you for joining us. It is God bless you. Alf Yamanpa, God bless you. Chris Ellie, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, Abakaso Dolobo. Malonzi, God bless you. We love you all. Thank you for joining us. May the Lord increase you. Wherever I just pray in the Holy Spirit, receive the grace to be filled with the knowledge of God's will. May the ministry of the Holy Ghost be at work through you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Mango Shandalaba Sandalaba. Babra, God bless you. God bless you. Yahweh Haji, God bless you. God bless you in the name of Jesus. Oh, Shamalangos Ebelegade. Catherine Mensa, God bless you. God bless you. You showed us Abalagadosh. Lebangosh Abalagadosh. Billy Gushongos Kebelegade. Manda Sambran Lengosh Abalagadosh. Oh, Malaba Shantalaba. Oh, Goldie, God bless you. May God reward you, reward you bountifully for always tuning in. God bless you, Goldie, God bless you. Obed, God bless you. Samuel, God bless you. God bless you. As I bless you, just receive it. I'm pronouncing blessings on your life. So receive it. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Alfred, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. In Christ. The oh. We are having a very special meeting, Remathon. It's happening live. It's happening live next week. By this time, we should, we should have started our Remathon. To be a fault. And the glory and the power of God. The power of God. The power of God. See the power of God. We are going to be teaching briefly, answering questions briefly. We are going to be a, going to a time of prayer and prophecy. I'm going to be prophesying. When I see your comment, I'll prophesy and speak into your life. I'm expecting instant miracles in your life. I'm expecting instant happenings. And it's Remathon life. Remathon, don't miss out. Don't miss out. Invite your friends. Tell them about Remathon. Tell them about Remathon. And I tell you, their life will never remain the same again. How many of you agree with that? Uh, Next week is a week of miracles. Mm. Wednesday, we are starting Wednesday, a week by this time. And you don't have to miss out. Make sure you don't come late. It is 8 o'clock on a dot. Amen. Amen. We begin 8 o'clock. Don't miss out on the word. Because what we seek to do is to make the word of God practical in your, in your life. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, shout glory. Glory. 
So don't miss out. Tell your friends. Invite your friends. Invite your loved ones. Let them come. They will be blessed. Amen. Amen. And the power of God will be present. There will be prophecies. Miracles. You will be speaking and things will be happening. Amen. Amen. So tell your friends to join us. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. I pray for you in the name of the Lord Jesus. I don't know what you are going through, but I pray that the, the word of God will have will have dominion over your spirit, over your soul in the name of Jesus. I pray. I don't know. I see somebody who's been having constant headaches. So constant headaches like like migraine. And I curse it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. I curse it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. If you are there, you've been having constant headaches. Even before you tuned in and all that, just let me know. I'm speaking into your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I just feel that right now before we close. I'm speaking into your life. I'm speaking. I command that headache to disappear in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I just feel the headaches right now like migraines. Just put your hands on your head, wherever you are. Just just confirm right now. Just confirm right now. Confirm right now. As I'm speaking into your heart, I'm speaking into, I'm speaking and I'm addressing those migraines. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Are you there? Are you there? Are you checking? Has someone confirmed? Oh, okay, okay. I just felt it before we close. Gosh, don't miss it. Tell your friends. He said, I woke with migraines. I curse it. Put your hands on your head right now. Because I just felt it. I just felt it that before we close, somebody is having a mig- like a migraine. Right now, you are going to be healed. Just put your hands there right now. Those migraines will leave. Uh, okay, someone just said, I woke with migraines the last two days. Crystal Cote. Crystal Cote, I woke with migraines the last two days. And Lady Bell just says what? Me. So put your hands, two of you. Amen. God wants to heal you before we leave. Is that not powerful? Just put your hand on your forehead like that. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mighty grace. Thank you for your mighty grace. Shadow Kobolongo Skataya. Just let me in a few minutes. Let's wait. I want the power of God to just meet you right now. Oh, Shadabala Katata. Oh, Shemelegede Belegede. Mengo Shondo Komo Sunday. Belenge Sebelengo Shataya. Ligo Shondo Labongo Sebelegede. Malengo shanda la gadush, ligo shende le belegush, mingo shende le belegush. You are awesome in this place. Ah, shada la bongoska. You are awesome in this place. Ah. Just put your hand there. Faithful God. Hallelujah. 
out of their life. Migraine out of their life. Out of their brain. Out of their mind. Out of their head. In the name of Jesus, I command you healed. Receive your healing right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I see you healed. Just check, check right now. Check right now. I see healing right now in your body. I see healing in your, in your, in your head right now. I see migraine dissolving, disappearing in the name of the Lord Jesus. You do You do glory. Your saints. Your faithful God. Awesome is your name. Ah, Shantalaba. You do my You do glorious things. Your faithful God. Awesome is your name. You do Just check right now Even as we are singing By the time we are done You see that the pain has just disappeared Just disappeared It has left you It has left you It has left you They cannot stay All those demons of darkness can stay in your body They cannot attack you any longer I command, you to, I command them to pack their doors and come out. You do my name. You do your faithful God. Awesome is your name. You do my You do my You do There's no one like you, Jesus. No. There's no one like you, Jesus. Oh. There's no one like you in all the earth. In all the earth. Oh, there's no one like you. disappear one. I see one, it looks like it's reducing. 
I see one looks like it's reducing. Kabbalah do Shadabaha. But you are being healed right now. It's demonic and I cast it out. I cast those demons of migraines. I cast those demons of migraines right now. So just check your head right now as the song is coming. As we are ministering this song. I see, I see. The pain is disappearing. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let's, let us know. Let us know, let us know, let us know. Crystal, let us know. God is touching you. God is touching you. The pain is subsided, but it's going to disappear right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I see it happening. I see it happening, Holy God. I see it happening in the name of the Lord Jesus. Just share your healing with us. Share your healing with us. Let us know what is doing mighty things. I see that the pain is subsiding. But the Spirit of God is saying that it's going to go completely. It's going to go completely. It's going to go completely. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We command it to go completely. In the name of Jesus, my grace, you hear me now. You cannot see, you are hearing me in the name of Jesus. The name that is above my grace. And I speak to anyone that is sick, be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, Shata Kabolongos Ebelegadesh. Mangos Kobolabongos Kibelebosion Delegadesh. Mangos Shokogodolabongos Kibelegadesh. Mangosh Kabalabo. Awesome God. How great thou art. You are God. All kinds of body pain is disappearing right now. God is healing body pain. You are facing your body. Lord, in part of your body, every part, department of your body, I speak into your body. Be healed, be healed right now. Be healed right now. In the name of Jesus, be healed right now. Be healed. Be healed right now. In the name of Jesus, body pain right now. Receive your healing right now. Every pain in your body, I speak body pain be healed. Oh, Lord, I see body pains being healed. Every pain in any part of your body. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Put your hand there. I see the healing power of God coming into your body. Coming into your bones. Clearing that sickness right now. I command those diseases to come out right now. Come out right now. In the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. See Lady Bell says that he's, he's healed. She's healed. God bless you. God bless you. And I see Crystal also saying that the pain has what? I feel better. God bless you. It's going to go completely right now. It's going to go completely. In the name of Jesus, I speak to body pains. Body pains right now. Dissolve in the name of Jesus. Come out of their bodies. You pain, discomfort, disease. Come out of their body. Spirits of infirmities. I speak to their bodies. Spirits of infirmities. I speak to you. Come out. Spirits of nightmares. Come. In the name of Jesus. I see Ankara saying I've been experiencing chest and back pain for the past six months now. 
I need God's healing. I think you've been overworking yourself. Amen. But you are receiving healing right now. In the name of Jesus, receive your healing. Give us a song. Thank you, Jesus. Life. 
I don't know what interference is talking about. But I want to pray. Oh, send the level of 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 the the Yes, yes. I see it. Glory. So your own is not demonic. Amen. Hallelujah. You just have to reduce stress and rest. You just have to have time and rest. Amen. And to go. So just because that's what the Holy Spirit has told me. And Monica Ankara, Tumasi, I've applied for masters and I need God to interfere. I ask God to interfere in the name of the Lord Jesus. I release the power of the Holy Spirit wherever you apply. Wherever your name is, may you be called upon. I interfere by the power of the Spirit on your behalf. I'm standing in the gap and I'm releasing it to happen for you. By the hand of the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. So join us Sunday. Join us. I'm going to pray for you, Karen. But join us every Sunday. And my humble plea is that Make sure you tell your friends about this page and tell them about what God is doing and like the page so that you can receive notifications. Amen. God is going to do mighty things in the subsequent, the few months ahead of, few weeks and months ahead of us and you have to join. Invite your friends wherever they are. Tell them about the ministry. Tell them about what God is doing, the word of God, the prophecies and the, the, the manifestations that we are receiving. Let them join every Wednesday. Let them join every Sunday. Amen. Tell them. Tell them. The Bible says that uh, the Lord gave his word, but great were those who publicized it. So we need you as a team. Join hands with us as a team. Wherever you are watching us from, to publicize this page, share it, do a watch party, and tell your friends about this. Many have to hear what we are sharing. Many Christians are ignorant and it is our our passion to see them break out of this ignorance in the name of the Lord Jesus and see manifestations in their lives so please do well to share the page, the page invite your friends let them join in whenever we come and do well to share the Ramadan with your friends let them join in and I believe that God is going to do mighty things in our midst Amen, Amen. Amen. So do well to do that for us. Publicize the page so that others will get blessed. They will get to know about it. And all that. And if you are, you are friends who are not on Facebook, but they are rather on Instagram. Sometimes some people say we are not on Facebook, but we are on Instagram. Do well to let them join. Tell them about what God is doing, the word of God that is coming, how you are getting blessed, the prophecies, the power of God that is visiting you, and the testimonies. And, and tell them, inform them, let them join us on Instagram, the World Changes, what we call the World Changes Nation, and they will be blessed. Amen. Amen. Before we close, I just want to pray for everyone. Karen, I speak into your life. Whatever divine intervention the Lord is asking me to pray about, it may even know, it may even be that you don't know about it. 
or it has not yet happened or something but the Lord is asking me to interfere to pray the prayer and, and, and call for interference through the power of the Spirit so I'm praying in the name of the Lord Jesus for interference in your home interference in your life divine interference by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus we call for interference divine interference supernatural interference in your life in the name of the Lord Jesus whatever area that there must be interference by the power of the Holy Spirit we call for interference intervention in the name of the Lord Jesus we release your needs we release your wants we command the satisfaction in your home in the name of the Lord Jesus we release satisfaction in the name of the Lord Jesus oh we love you Jesus I speak to you Karen even as I speak to you I speak and I pray for your mother in the name of the Lord Jesus the power of God will touch her touch her body in the name of the Lord Jesus that she will be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus whatever pain she may be going through we command healing into her body to your mom's body in the name of the Lord Jesus we command interference in her life in your mom's life also intervention by the power of the Holy Spirit in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus we command it done in the name of the Lord Jesus oh we thank you Jesus glory be to your name we worship you there is none like you there is none like you Shumalaka Sende Thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you. We bless your name. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your glory. Thank you, Jesus. The power of God is coming to you. The glory of God is seen around you. It's been revealed. The glory is been revealed in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We pray for your homes. We pray for your homes. We pray for your homes. For divine interference. We pray for your home. Anyone watching me on Instagram? Are there people watching me on Instagram? Anyone watching me on Instagram? I speak into your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I release the power of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I release the power of God into your home. In the name of Jesus, I command financial intervention. In the name of Jesus, breakthroughs, unlimited breakthroughs, financially, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. As I bless you, say amen. Say amen. When a man of God blesses you, you are blessed. I've said that the solution to every curse is not breaking curses. It's blessings. When we bless you, every curse is lifted. Every seed is lifted. I bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless your finances. I bless the work of your hands. I command the manifestation of blessings to be seen around you. I see glory around you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I bless you all. I bless you with financial blessings. I bless you with peace of mind. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I bless you with the peace of mind. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, Shamalaka Sendelegadesh. I bless you all. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The hand of God is upon you. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus. I bless you. Whatever you are expecting, I command the manifestation of it in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Money is coming into your hands. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatsoever you do, I see money scattering. I see money scattering. Some of you, your money are scattered. I see money scattering. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I see money scattering. Oh, to Emmanuel, I see money scattering. In the name of Jesus, I release your finances. Oh, to I release your finances. Whatever has slowed down in the name of the Lord Jesus, we speed it up. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I release it into your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, you are worthy. Oh, Lord. You are wonderful. I release the grace of God on your life. From today, whatsoever you do shall prosper. Whatsoever you touch shall prosper. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I see money coming into your hands. Receive money. Receive money. Receive it. Let there be gatherings for your sake. Let there be contracts for your sake. In the name of Jesus. Listen, I see somebody here right now. Right now, God is showing me a vision. He has not shown me the person, but God is showing me a vision. I see some people on a table. And I see them deciding on your, on someone here. Someone is here. I see some people like a table, a big table, and they are deciding on your case. I see them deciding on your case to release something big into your hands. I don't know. I see like a contract. I see like a contract and they are deciding. It's like you presented a document and they are, they are sitting down and they are deciding. They are deciding. These people are deciding. They are deciding. I see a woman and I see a woman and I see a male figure too. It looks like a young, a young person and an elderly woman sitting on the table and they are deciding. That's the, that's the vision I'm seeing right now. And it looks like you've presented a, a something to be awarded. So to be awarded, awarded either a contract or something. I don't know what it is. It could even be a job, but I see that, that them, and I see them deciding and I see them saying that it looks like you are the one they want to give this thing to. You see, they want to give this thing to, and the Lord is showing me this thing. And the Lord is saying, I should speak into every, anyone here, your life. Anything like that, that you've presented. The Lord is not showing me the person specifically, but he's showing me the vision. And I'm speaking right now into your life. I'm speaking by the, by the, by the grace of prophecy that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that grace goes ahead of you. In the name of Jesus, it goes ahead of you right now. Whatever needs to be approved, needs to be approved. These this papers, that approval is coming. You will testify. You will testify. I pray speedily. Even before the, 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 the remathon, I pray speedily. But you will testify. Whatever document is in front of these people. Because I see an elderly woman and I see they are deciding on this case. And it looks like they want to give it to you. The Lord is showing me. We call it to be done speedily. We call it done right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. Any prayer point like that. Lift up your voice. Kibala Katosha. Mango Shonto Mango Shondo They are giving it to you in the name of Jesus. They cannot withhold it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
I pray, receive it in the name of Jesus. Remember, since you make your point of contact to your children, your kids, especially those abroad, I pray, I speak. In the name of Jesus, we cancel joblessness. We release expansion. We release their jobs. We pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we release their jobs. We release their jobs. We command opportunities to come to them. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Shada Bangas Kabalaba. Oh, Shanda Bongos Kepelegris. Kabala Bongos Kepelegris. Mangos. Monica, Monica, Ankara. Monica, Monica, Ankara, Chumasi. Monica, wherever you are, just get forth your hands. I think I've spoken to your husband before. I've spoken to your husband before. I've spoken to your husband before and I want to speak into your life. I'm speaking to your life and I'm speaking concerning your finances. I actually spoke to your husband and he confirmed about some business that you guys were doing. And I really want to speak into your life concerning that. Concerning the business. I see that you need, you need a financial breakthrough. I see that you need a financial breakthrough. Today I'm just taking it lightly. So take it lightly. This is, this is what Ask Pastor Prince. It's not a Sunday service. Amen. Amen. But I, I want to speak into your life. The Lord is telling me to speak into your life concerning that. Financial, I, I, I see that financially things are not easy for you at all. Things are not easy for you at all. You are not, you are not okay at all financially. 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 It looks like things are not okay at all. The Lord is saying as you speak into your life. I don't know what you do, the business you do. When I spoke, when I spoke to your husband, he confirmed about your business. That was about two weeks ago. You see, whatever you are doing, if you have that thing, you can just speak it as a point of contact. Whatever you are selling, just speak it as a point of contact. In a few months from now, God is going to open a door. God is going to things like buyers are going to buy. You are going to get people to buy your goods. As I'm speaking right now. And things are going to turn around. Things are going to turn around. Things are going to turn around in the name of Jesus. Things are going to turn around. Things are going to turn around. Mangos, Kobolabongos, Kebelegeshende. Things are going to turn around. So I'm just going to speak into your life. I'm not speaking concerning the fruit of the womb because your husband, I hear your husband is not here. Amen. Your husband is not here, so. I don't, I don't see why I should, I should concentrate on that if your husband is not in, in, in the country. I'm just praying for financial release in your life. I really want to pray concerning that. And Kala Bashon to Sente Lego Shata. Lebo Shabrandos Ebelegedesh. Lebo Shadaba say go deeper, say go deeper. We are out of time, but just go deeper. Just prophesy this one. Just for this person, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Shango, Shango, Shata. Mama Cynthia, let your children connect during the Ramadan. I feel like God wants to do something. I feel like God wants to do something. Especially the one outside. I, I, I have to pray. I want to pray concerning 
I don't know, job, money issues. Here and there, job and money issues. I see that Mama Cynthia, Mama Cynthia. I see that. So I want you to just tell them to connect the next time, maybe Sunday. They should connect and just let me know. Or Remathon too, I'll let them connect. And as I speak into their lives, I believe that God will open. Even though it's COVID-19, as they, as, 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 as nations open their economies and all that, may jobs be released to all those who are connected here. In the name of the Lord Jesus. May, may jobs be released in the name of the Lord Jesus. So I'm speaking, Monica, I'm speaking, I'm praying concerning, there are two things. One is your finances. There are supposed to be three, but I'm not adding the third one because I hear your husband is not here. Your husband, Chumasi Ankara, right? Chumasi Ankara is not here. He's not in Ghana, so I don't want you to conceive like Virgin Mary. Then they'll be doubting the, the what? <laughs> Immaculate conception and they'll be doubting the, the, the whatever. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Your husband will say we should pray for you. After we finish praying for you, you come and say, I was not here when you got pregnant. So this one, they let us go and check. Do paternity test. Doesn't it happen? With, especially the footballers. So I'm praying two things. I also see that you want to travel. I see that you want to travel, even though doors are closed now. I'm praying for you for that. I see that you have an interest to travel out of this country, to go to certain nations for business sake. I don't know, but I see that you have that vision. If you've not yet gone, you have that vision. And then can we actualize the vision? Yes, sir. Through prayers. Through prayers. Oh, I bless all world changes. Gabby, I bless you. Gabby, I bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless you. I bless you. I pray for doors to open for you, financial doors. All world changes who have joined in. I've discovered that not all those on the platform on our page really joining online. Amen. I'm praying for all those who join in. God bless you. God increase you. This month, may you see blessings. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Is, has, she, has she spoken? Has Monica spoken? Let me just end with her. Amen. Kojo, I speak into your life. In the name of Jesus. You shall gather your blessings without even knowing. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I speak. I add my faith to what mommy, mommy said. In the name of Jesus. This same year, you will see breakthrough. And when they open the, the football, may you receive in the name of the Lord Jesus. I speak, Kojo, I speak. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I speak. Kalabashata Kabasa. You are worthy. King of kings. Lord of lords. You are worthy. Oh, worthy. You are worthy. King of kings, Lord of lords, I worship you. So financial breakthroughs. Join us, Remathon, for financial. I'm just believing God that God will just touch people's finances. There will be, there'll be multiplication of finances. There will be release. Monica, so the Lord has asked me to speak into your life. I see two important things. One is financial. The second thing is that you, I see you going out of this country to go and bring things outside. That's what the Lord is showing me. I don't know whether you've already started going. 
But I, that's what the Lord is showing me that you will be going outside. I don't know whether it is Dubai or China or whatever, but I see you traveling to go and pick things and bring them. And things have become, and this thing I'm praying concerning financial breakthrough is just because of the, uh, what do we call it, this COVID-19 and all that. Like people, people are missing in the market. You understand what I'm saying? People are actually missing in the market. When I say people are missing the market, that people are not coming to buy and all that. But the Lord has asked me to pray for you. In some few weeks from now, or few months from now, things will change. Just exercise patience. This I should tell you to exercise patience and that things will change. And this prayer I'm going to pray into you, speak into your life, will work. When you begin to see customers buying and money coming, please remember me in paradise. Amen. But it's going to work. Your business will not go down the drain. Your finances will not go down the drain. Do you understand? Ah, I see you going out of the country. Okay, I've seen you here. Okay, I've seen you here. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Ghost. So your business will not go down the drain. Is that true? Do you believe that, Monica? Do you believe your business will not go down the drain at all? not go down the drain. I actually spoke to your husband concerning a business that I see him into business and God is going to prosper him in business. And he said he was doing his master. I said his master is doing he's, a, he's going to be a business he's a business born businessman. Because I see him like somebody I'm seeing in a figure. There's somebody I know that who is also a born business person. A man who can really do business and talk. God has given him that grace. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And this person is not even in my church, I tell you. But he, I see a, a picture of such a person. Amen. Somebody who really wants to do business. So, I'm speaking, I've, I've seen your confirmation. I've been going to China for goods, but I want to settle in Australia with my husband, my dream country. Shout glory. glory. We command you to settle in the name of Jesus. And we command the business to yield returns. Where all buyers have run to, we call them forth to come. We command financial breakthrough. Your business will not go down the drain even in these times. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Money's buyers are coming. Customers are coming. Clients are coming. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And I release you. Your dreams. May your dreams come to fruition. We actualize your dreams. And this is possible. Monica, this is possible. I don't see a hindrance to this Australia move at all. Do I see a hindrance? No. There is no demon that is hindering it. If there was, I would have kicked the demon away. Amen. There is no demon. So with time, it is going to open. It's going to open in the name of the Lord Jesus. Your business will not go down the drain. I open up your finances in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And when you people reach Australia, you call me, then I'll pray for food of the womb. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But God is going to do it. I don't see the Australia as, as a, a hindrance anywhere. I don't see it. Once I don't see it, I command it to happen in the name of Jesus. But I speak that your finances will be, will be solid in the name of the Lord Jesus. God is going to open that way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Shout Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we just end with Monica today. Sunday, join us as we bring the word of faith to you. 
and prophesy into your life, your, ne- your life will never remain the same again. I see the power of God hitting people this Sunday like never before. And Remathon, please be an, be an agent of, be our agent, world changer agent of publicity in the name of the Lord Jesus. Your life will never remain the same again. Lady Bell, Lady Bell, I spoke to you on Sunday. I was asking you what exactly you want to see happen in your life in the area of finances, God opening. We can't just pray in vacuum. If God has shown me something, I would have told you, but my attention has come to you again. I don't know what you are doing, or what exactly you want to see, but if we could get, get that, then we channel our, our prayer and our speaking into that. Is that not true? My media men are signaling me that it's time and we have to close. Is that not true? So wherever you are, just stretch forth your hands. Stretch forth your hands towards the screen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay, so, Lady Bell, Sandy, just join me. I'll let you pick uh, anything from your cosmetic shop as a point of contact. Now, I like point of contact because of the distance. A distance is not a barrier. Ah, Amen. And then I, I think I asked uh, Monica to also speak, pick a jewelry or something. I release grace on it and I command bias. In the name of the Lord Jesus. So Lady Bell, I'm going to speak into your shop. You shall see progress in your shop. You shall see profits. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you shall see profits. Lady Bell, you shall see profits. From henceforth where things are not going well, I speak that things should begin to go well for you. And may you see profits. Your business is going to yield profits. It may not be very big, but I pray that it yields profits. And may you expand to do that. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You are all free. You are all healed. You are all blessed. In the name of Jesus. I bless you all. In Jesus' name. Amen. Shout glory. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with us now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. God bless you for joining us. We love you so much. Keep joining us. Keep following us. Keep connecting yourself to the word and the words of prophecies and the testimonies. And great things are going to be happening in your life. We love you so much. Thank you very much for joining us. And make sure you like the page. And also make sure you inform your friends about the Instagram. Let them join. And tell them about this ministry and what the Lord is doing. Let them join us. We want to see a lot of people joining in, tuning in. So that we can just prophesy like never before. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Shout glory. Amen. See you next week. This Sunday. And God bless you all. Amen. Wave your hands to Jesus. Holy Spirit, we adore you all over this place.
Your prayer. 